you who are about to experience the corpse cast, we would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting, keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. everybody and welcome to episode 57 of the corpse cast i'm mike hi i'm shane oh shane how you doing man oh good man you're looking good feeling good well you look how you feel and let me tell you something buddy right now i'm getting wet oh you're getting wet getting my wet my draws Mm. that's what Mm -hmm. that's what cool people call them the draws how's Mm -hmm. life man how's how's the week been good dude can I tell you uh, just a quick little something about how I was involved in a criminal act that ended in a death? Oh, yes. Please do. Do you recall <laughs> Monday? Oh, that high-speed chase? That dude came zooming by me, right by no, me. No, on I-15. On I-15. No way. No way. Now, I'm looking through my rearview mirror, uh-huh. and I'm like, I don't know if this dipshit is like in the way or they're chasing him. Right. But there's like five cops. No him. way, yeah. dude. No shit, dude. And all of a sudden I'm like, this guy's going real fast. He was <laughs> I was in the fast lane. Uh-huh. He was in the carpool. Oh, okay, right. And ironically enough, there was nobody, nobody in the carpool lane. Oh, really? That's there was that's no wild. cars. Okay. And all of a sudden, I'm like, this son of a bitch. And my kid's in the truck with me. Oh, really? And I was like, dude, I think we got some shit going down here. <laughs> He's like, what, what, what? And I said, look out, look out my side, my side, my side. He's coming. And this guy, dude, he comes ripping by in this black Toyota right, Tundra yeah, the, or something. Yeah, okay, right. I saw the, I saw the news. Just, and <laughs> he almost <laughs> lost control of it. Oh, really? I mean, and I'm like, and I'm going, holy shit, are you seeing this? He's like, I'm watching, I'm watching. And, dude, right where the spaghetti bowl is there. Uh-huh. Right 21st South. And- 21st yep. South. I'm turning off. I'm getting off the exit. Uh-huh. And it was like, they must have laid that strip down, the spike oh, yeah. strip. Yeah, there dude. Because the traffic are you was serious? stopped. And as soon as, you know, I'm like, look at that. All the traffic has stopped. Oh, my gosh. And, and this dude just shoots off over the lanes. Five cops behind him. They just took over the entire freeway. Holy crap, dude. Ends in Layton. Yeah, dude, guess what? what? Right there in Layton, that's Sam lives in Layton. Yeah. Sam, old yeah. Cadaver Lab Sam. We went out to lunch this week, and we're talking, and he's like, dude, that ended up at my house, which Layton's, what, 20 minutes north of Salt Lake? 20, yeah. Probably 20 minutes north of where you th- where you say that they exactly. dropped the strip. yeah, yeah. So basically, that guy or was driving I, for that long. The, oh. guy, the guy was going 110, oh 100, gosh, whatever that wild, car, man. whatever that truck could do, he was doing. Wow. But you, you know what tripped me out? Because what? it ended with him getting out yeah. and pulling a gun yeah, and he, firing, and then they killed him. Right. But I was telling Hooray, my kid yeah, on yes. the way back, I was like, God damn! I hope this doesn't turn out to be like uh, some guy just stole a car. Right. Like some kid stole a right. car. Like let, let it be really good. By the time I got home, it uh-huh. was like this dude is 
dead. Yeah, oh, he yeah. robbed a bank. Yeah, yeah, he did. This thing went in Lehigh in, in Utah Lehi. County, an hour, an hour's drive practically from where he ended up. Wow. So slightly, I was involved in that. I wish uh, I would have been famous like now. You, you're, you own helicopter. No helicopter footage though. But <laughs> that would have been cool to be like, hey. <laughs> that's wild, dude. And that's cool because Sam, I guess, went out and uh, he lives on the street, uh, like a block over from a main drag. So he walked over to the block over. He looked right down in 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 the street goes all the way almost to the freeway. He yeah. looked straight down since there's no houses in the way and whatnot. He could see that's where all that shit was going on. <sighs> So he was pretty, he was right there. He was stoked. Did he happen to see the guy go down like with bullets? No, and he didn't say he heard anything either, but he was mostly pissed off because uh, of the Here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that, and I'll be brief about it. Okay, you're fine, man. You know, if you're if you're a fucking criminal, yeah, okay, and and apparently this guy, you know, he lost his job and his wife divorced him, and then he got on the heroin. That's and he a can't see the kid, yeah, and he robbed the bank or whatever. <laughs> whatever the case may be, sure. If you want to die, yeah, pull cop on guns or pull get gun out of cops. your Toyota Tundra, yeah, and pull a gun out. Yeah. And say, F you coppers. Suicide by cop, man. That's because what I thought it was. But... That is the kiss of death. Oh, yeah. Well, you, as you, it should be, right? Well, sure. But you've got to make that. You've got to, you, you know, when you're, you got plenty of time. You're, you're yeah. 110 miles an hour. Yeah, you're right. driving on the freeway. You're right. rocking. We're rocking, baby. And you got to go, am I going to hold my hands in the air and go to prison the rest of my or life? Am I gonna or am I going to get out and say, you ain't going to take me alive, coppers. The thing is, is if you think about it, he's not going to go for the rest of his life because he seemed like a young dude, like in his 30s, you know? So, I mean, it, I mean, he wasn't like a young, young man, but he could probably get out, you know? 60, 70 years old? Yeah, in, in the, yeah, I've seen Shawshank Redemption. I know how. He, he yeah. just would end up... He'd dig the hole in the wall. Or well, whatever. basically, he'd probably be more like Brooks and go out and not... And it was too fast for him out there, so we needed to But it's it, like that, that, anyway. that is a suicide call. Yeah, You're, agreed. If you pull out a gun, if you get out of your vehicle, you pull out a gun. That's pretty And you wild, aim it dude. at the cops. You're you're going yeah. Fill me, that's fill a me wild full of as shit, man. Yeah. Wow. So that's what I had to deal with this wow. week. Wow, I heard about. It. Thankfully, put that in your little hat. What day was enjoy that? It. Monday. Oh my gosh! Wow. And what was weird is I was thinking, you know what? By the time I got home and saw it on the news, I was thinking, by the time I actually got off the freeway. Mm-hmm. Park my truck. The right. dude was dead. <laughs> you were one of the last people to see him alive. They spiked Shane. his tires in Salt Lake County. I saw him driving with three tires because one of them was gone. One of them was yeah. like to the nubbins. And that's bad news. <sighs> Man. That's wild. Yeah. So that's oh, an exciting that? week for me. Man. Well, well you Corn went. dogs. Yes, I had some of those. Oh, did you? Okay. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> but that but I was like, yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Corn dogs and suicide by cop. That yeah. sounds like a band name. Yeah. Like a really kind of weird Mr. Bungle-esque yeah. type. Maybe well, that's a song. That. But yeah, okay, you know. Suicide but, by Cop. I like that. Oh, corn Dogs and Suicide by Cop. Please. Okay. Add the Corn Dogs. Anyway, no, cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, I've got some things to talk about before we get going. This episode, mm-hmm. this episode's actually kind of... Uh, uh, maybe a non-traditional type of episode. This t- the the kind of stuff that we're going to be talking about today. We're gonna usually we do horror punk or maybe some metal and stuff like that. But yeah, we, we, got we the, here at the Corpse yeah. Cast, man, we any kind of horror related or creepy kind of music we talk about it. Johnny mm-hmm. Crew told us of a little band you may have heard of. Yeah, I never heard of them until this week. Oh, I was excited when I, I heard. Yeah, uh, d- really. Then I was. I was like, wow, that's these guys are okay. Dude, come on. Oingo Boingo. Oh, yeah. And their album, 
uh, Dead Man's Party, what, mm-hmm. from 1985 or something like that? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, dude, we're, we're going to be talking about that. And I've got a lot of stuff to talk about because, I mean, uh, spoiler, that's a great freaking album. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. I, I know you do. You like to talk a lot. Oh, I, I do. I That's why I do a podcast because I'm not I, – I like to talk, but I, I realized I became uh, – I, I, I got – I'm just not. I got. Uh-huh. I needed people, other people, okay. to hear me talk. As well. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's not just myself. I know. I got tired of it. I no, need more. You don't. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm just even. Well, I get to hear you talk too, so I kind of it excites me. <laughs> well, good you. Good for you. I'm. I'm glad that you. Uh, you do that. Anyways, we're also going to be talking about a movie mm-hmm. called A Mare. Yeah. A Mare. Do you know what that is? French for bitter. Bitter. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. There you go. So, and uh, it's kind of a throwback giallo, you know, from, uh, it's, uh, you know, not not too long ago, 2009. Right. Um, and it's kind of a weird movie. Um, I've got a lot of shit to talk about that, too. I'm oh, yeah. I'm excited to talk about both, man. Yeah. But uh, we, it's a weird episode, but it's a pretty good one. I well, think. I think it'll bring up and some And I've got some stuff. trivia for you. Oh, good. So. Good. I love the trivia, even though I kind of shit my and, pants and at Did I time. recant? I, t- I, I put that up on the face group. I recant. Oh yeah, because oh, I knew yeah, you were. I right. knew you were hanging your hat on fifth album. Fifth album. With Pantera, you could have won. Right. You could have won agree. the challenge. That was Wiki. That's that. Because as I listened back, I went, "That's wrong. That's not their fifth album." Okay, I didn't know because like I knew they did album, a lot of glam, right? but I didn't know how many. Yeah, but no, I yeah. Does okay. it count if it's their glam shit though? Really? Yeah. I mean, if they put I, out ten albums of glam, right? That doesn't really I, count. Well, listen, I like the glam metal. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Pantera's best stuff. Hey, was Pantera will—they will punch your face if you show them that record. <laughs> Are you serious? With Dude. Diamond Dave is or no no if Dime, you show Diamond Daryl as opposed to a if you Diamond show Dave. if you show Phil Anselmo that record, prepare uh, to get your face punched. Wow, really? You know what? If I do that, I'm going to make sure that I've trained in Taekwondo so I can block it. But. Yeah. It'll happen one day. Um, we got some stuff that I want to mention. First of all, I want to thank Zoe. Yes. Beautiful Zoe so, so. in there in the UK. Um, we got a couple of T-shirts from her. And I just want to say, um, Shane, and you have to do this too. I love mine. We're going to wear those for the next video episodes. Like twinners? Twin- well, mine's different. Mine, mine's well, I know. A, but yes, but we're both going to be sporting the Zoe special. Right. Wear that Wednesday when we record. Of course, that won't be... It won't be out probably till this fall. Uh, eight, yeah, eight months. Forever, yeah. Because we've got yeah. we've got such a, a library just waiting to be released. But speaking about the video show, um, we released an episode to the general public, man. Yeah. It's there. If you go to corpsecollective.com, click on the videos section, the video heading. Yeah. Uh, it's right at the top there. Uh, I think that's a, the, the, the episode. I know it's episode 11. I think it's we're talking Lugosi's about Lugosi's Morphine, Morphine, Morphine and Maniac. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. But yeah, go check it out. Go check out the video show if you guys want to do that. I mean, you'll see our beautiful faces or uh, ugly mugs, depending on depending what how mean you want to be to us. Okay, Yeah, what's your sure. pleasures? We know what we look like, people. We don't need you judging us, okay? We don't need it. But, but anyway, um, you know what? Last thing I want to mention, and for some reason it's not showing up on my notes because I added it later. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you know that there's a young man mm-hmm. named Creep Creeperson? Oh, the Creepster. The Creepster. Do you know what he's trying to do right now? You know what uh, he does? Everything. The Revenge of Awesome. He's doing that right now. Do you know what that is? Let me explain I something to no you. I have no idea. Basically, what it is, is he's trying to finance uh, through Indiegogo 
five films that he's going to make this year. And he's going to, uh, you know, try to do that with, you know, kind of obviously with the help of, of us and whatnot. All I want to say is, is he's got, he, he's making five films, one, and they're all crazy. One's a giallo, one, you know, he's got all sorts of different genres he's doing on. I just want to make sure you guys go to the creep. Uh, the, the, the Creeperson cast Facebook page uh-huh. and get more information and help out when you can. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, man, uh, I just watched Brides of Sodom mm-hmm. and it was actually really good. I mean, yeah. it, it was, it was, I mean, it was obviously it was different, but I enjoyed the shit out of Dude, it. So. The, and I have not seen that, but the trailer for Finger Bang. I love the hell out of that. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I thought it was great. I think he's a smart dude. I think he knows what oh, he's yeah. doing. Sure. So it's like, uh, you know. Go over there and well, check it out. Plus, he's the friend of the on. show. You know, I mean, we do a lot of pimping for. Well, uh, you know, but I gotta say something. Is he gonna be a real friend of the show that sticks around forever, or is he gonna be like some of those unnamed guys that just kind of hung around for a minute to pimp <laughs> their own stuff and now they're out? Uh, I don't know. Only time will tell that. Yeah, but he did call in a bunch of times for this episode. Well, see, that's so. that's a good start. <laughs> But I can name a couple two, ten or two. Oh, really? Okay. All right. And I'm going to keep that to myself. But, I, you know, I, they, they, they came in, we'll, we'll talk and then they about were that. out like a light. We'll talk about that uh, on our break, so you guys will never okay. hear about it. But here's the thing. Um, as usual, man, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about, but uh, you know how we do it, though. You know, you know what we do here. We start mm-hmm. off with um, basically our... Voicemail uh, voicemails, section. and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to stall because I totally have to open up my. Uh... He's having a hard time with his tablet. Oh no, 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 okay, no. Here, here it is. It updated. I had, oh. to, I had to update the tablets. Uh, you it, were freaking. I see sweat. You were like, oh shit. I don't know. It's just what hot in here because I still have my jacket on. Why do I have my jacket on? Mister Technicolor Dreamcoat over here can't <laughs> get his tablet and his software programs. Working. Here, let me let me just go ahead real quick and take another minute to tell you what's going on uh, with uh, Creep Creeperson's thing. Um, Satanicus, it's a Giallo-style horror film. Uh, A Woman in Trouble is a neo-noir film. Uh, Murderous Assholes, it's art and trash cinema to help him make his gay gangster action comedy. Which, God, we need more of those. Uh, Romance Macabre, which is a note, the notebook, the film, the notebook, which is great. It made me fat. No, I didn't. Never saw it. I'm yeah, uh, it's the notebook for girls who who shop at Hot Topic. I've never been to Hot Topic either. Plus, I'm not a girl, so I don't. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm totally out on this. It's hot at the topic. And then the last one is The Visible Man, which is a sci-fi thriller. Um, but I just want to go ahead and make sure you guys check out his Indiegogo page. Um, check out, but but the way you do that and. I wish I would have written it down here, but apparently I am too stupid for that. Failure. Failure on my... But here we go. We got some voicemails. Question of the episode. Most of us have been to a horror convention in our lives or some other place where, you know, we have uh, been around horror celebrities and whatnot. Uh, What's your favorite horror celebrity that you've met? What's your least favorite horror celebrity that you've met? And any cool stories about it? Mm -hmm. But, uh, so that's it. Why don't we get right into our voicemails? Okay. Guess who called in? Alan, let me smell your dick. Mike, Shane, what's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, question of the week, horror celebrities I've met and uh, having cool stories. Um, let's see. Met Jerry Only. He was really cool. Uh, Daniel That's Harris. Good. She was really cool and sweet. Uh, cool. Ken Foray. He was really cool. Oh, yeah, dude. He's Hell awesome. Yeah. Arlie Ermey. Oh. He was a really cool guy. Uh Origami? Arlie Ermey. Like oh. uh, 
probably the coolest story is when I went and met Arlie Ernie. The first time I met him, the first time I went to meet him, I didn't get to meet him because uh, my buddy who went with me was in line and he passed out from the heat. Or something. Holy crap. I don't know. I went to get some. I went to get us something to drink. He came back and he was on the ground. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, we were waiting for the paramedics to come check him out and no stuff. No way! Wow. Arlie went back and met with him personally, and uh, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> cool. And, uh, that's, that's really it. cool. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Well, that's awesome, man. No, you know, for him to go back and you know the guy was, how tall are you, soldier? I didn't know they could stack shit that high. That guy. You know, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool for him to do that. That's man. actually a good idea. What? To pretend like you're kind of a retarded fella or something. <laughs> I guarantee you, if I stand in line uh-huh. and yeah. I'm acting kind of retarded, Dude. Sid Haig or someone will be like, hey, hmm. this guy's, hey, get up here. I bet that guy kisses me, hugs me, Look, takes pictures, dude, but you're free in- autographs, everything, and... and to but your integrity kinda, would be would be scarred dude, I've forever. I've got no re- okay. integrity. Your integrity, you know what? I don't even know what integrity means. Well, maybe you should look it up. It's son. It, it's okay. saving me twenty dollars for an autograph. Is a, that what your integrity is worth? Twenty bucks? Okay, great. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Shane, I just learned something about you today that I don't dude, know. I, I would I stand I- right next to Sid Haig and go, Oh. <laughs> You are the greatest guy. He'd be like, this guy, I'm going to put him on my shoulders. I don't care. I'm 80 years old. I'll put him on my shoulders. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, do you want to you hear something? We, we've got a nice treat coming up. Okay. You know who we talked about in the beginning? Creep, Creeperson. Mm-hmm. He called in. Okay. A record 500 times. 500 times. Why don't we get right in on those? Okay. The creeper. Hey guys, creep it creep. out. Um, creep. I have been neglecting. I'm a little ill. You've been busy. Um, I have a feeling you have already done the show, but I'll go ahead and do it anyway. Sweet. <clears throat> um, my favorite uh, anthology and vignette oh, yeah. are yeah, yeah. in the same thing. But uh, my favorite one is definitely Creep Show. Oh yeah, oh and, yeah, um, baby. <laughs> my favorite one, uh, my favorite vignette is the crate. And oh yeah, that's a popular I think one. The reason it is is because before I saw that movie, my dad had the um, the Creep Show comic book thing. Um, oh. That they did, and the scene where uh, in the comic where uh, uh, Adrian Barbo's character gets bit in the face by the creature from the crate. Oh yeah, baby. Was such a cool like shot in the comic. And, and awesome uh, in the movie too. Yeah. It, it was takes just your neck out. so <laughs> rad that when I saw it in the movie as a kid um it seems so real, like everything was just jumping off the page. Right, yeah. So that might not be 100% fair um, to say Creepshow is my favorite because of that. But, cool. um, uh, and now you can pause and agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, and then The Raft would be my second favorite. Oh, that's Darian. Oh, cool. Creepshow too. Cool. And Creepshow too was just. Yeah, it was, it was awful, like a. Dude, the raft was like Horrifying. everyone was scared of a tarp. Of All right, listen, I'm with you. I loved it, but it was a tarp. Like lakes like that that it's scary shit, but it was a tarp. Fucking deals. Um, 
that one dude and he's like and i like i respect him for showing me some titties in that, well, in that sure, in, on the raft yeah, well, you know yeah, he was absolutely. like but he like wakes up he's like man i'm so fucking horny <laughs> it's like i know this thing's killed it's killed two people so far but she's mm-hmm. laying there naked i gotta kiss her belly button and, shit. <laughs> Dude, and i'm like oh kiss her belly button let me tell you something yes you ever like have you ever heard stories about like the the stick that people had in the desert that's magical and could point you to where water is. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 rods. Sure, the, yeah, the, absolutely. The, the the flavor rods. Well, let me tell you something, man. When I was that age, that was my penis. Yeah, and I just followed it to pussy. Okay? Oh, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Baby. Back, I like back that. The back same way. That's uh, hot. Well, I I don't mean to be crass or anything, but I'm sorry, but that's what it was. It's like when you're that age, that's what happens. Yeah, you could have a tarp that's about to eat your shit, yeah. but you just want to put that thing in something. And it has the gentle music, and he's just like, man, <laughs> fuck this tarp thing. I need to get me some titty. Absolutely. And I, and I was with him. I was sure. going, yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah. need to get some of that titty. Audience? Absolutely. It's like, kiss Without the a- belly button all you want, <laughs> but get some of that titty. Oh, dude, that's great, man. Uh, let's see. He called in again. Oh, the creeper. Doing, um, <clears throat> you know, like, your uh, mockbusters and stuff, doing the movies that have the same poster, almost the same. Hold on a second. I may have got these out of uh, order. Out of context? Here's what we're going to do. We're gonna play them in the order that I have them. Okay. If they're out of order, we're just gonna we're gonna deal with it. We're gonna we're just gonna allow my allow me to not be embarrassed that I got them out of order. Okay. So he's talking fine. about mockbusters. Okay. Mockbuster title, maybe a spoof, maybe not, but um, because that sells. So <clears throat> at the end of the day, as a filmmaker, what's frustrating to me is that ninety percent of the time, I could turn in. Two hours of me taking a shit. Ooh, that and would if be I hot. give it a cool title and put a hot ass bitch on the cover. <laughs> I'll sell it. Yeah. Case in point, we did this movie called uh, Bloody Mary 3D, and oh. um, we were getting Ron Jeremy in it, and he didn't yeah. show up on the day he was supposed to shoot. And I'm like, fuck it, write him out. You know, Ron's a cool guy, but he's not here, so let's fucking move on. Shit happens. Then the executive producer shows up, pissed off. He's like, Thank get you. someone over to Ron's house and get his ass down here now because. I took the poster to fucking um, <clears throat> Hong Kong, and I already fucking sold it to a bunch of different territories, and we already made like five times our money back because Ron's in it, Holy and cow. the poster's hot. Get Ron down here. <laughs> so nobody gives a shit when it comes to what the movie's about, what it is. Back in the day, I feel like people, like in the 70s, like they made shit as well but they cared a little bit more. And when you had people making shit in the seventies, those people had to know how to run film cameras. They had sure. to know how to fucking light a set. They had to know. Sure. How to I, check I understand the they had that. to know all these, all this shit. I paused it. I just want to say one thing. I think mm. that all this will be more contextual once we get deeper into his voicemails. Right. But right now I'm with him, baby. Yeah. Hey, it's like, Hey, do you have two hands? Cool. Hold this fucking camera and point it at something. <laughs> and you end up with a lot of shitty fucking movies. And like Mike saying, it's getting way oversaturated. I agree. And if I could only tell myself you what's going on with the networks and the studios right now, um, <clears throat> that is going to change the way we see everything within the next two years, Oh dear, you'll be shocked. And I'm telling you right now, two years from now is yeah, going to be the next. I don't know. 
big um, renaissance. It's, it, the next heyday in the cinema will happen in the next two to three years. Really? But we haven't had it since the seventies. I don't know. I don't care. I, I agree with the seventies, but I disagree. Shit I don't think there's any heyday coming. Well, he would know better than you would. No offense. Ah, it, it, just, it hasn't fucking happened yet. There hasn't been anything, yet. and my movies included. Like there are a lot of movies I should not have fucking made. But I love them. They're mine, and I enjoy them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there sure. are just it, it hasn't happened yet, and so we just have to fucking sit back, twiddle our thumbs, watch fucking Last House on the Left, and some fucking. <laughs> I've got one instance where I say I watch Boris Karloff and Bill Lugosi mm-hmm. and get all fucking hard and shit like that, because there is nothing there yet, and it's not going to be there for a little bit while longer. So we just have to kind of. For two tight years. And hope for the best. For but um, I hope the rest of the show is good, guys. Um, <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Boo. Well, th- that kind of creep. Yeah. Dude, that kind of, yeah. I, I it on the download. It almost sounds like I screwed up there. I swear I did them in, by time. But the thing is, is I mean, no offense to you, Shane. I mean, I love you. Oh, I, yeah, I know. You know, you got me sick uh, with this head uh, cold and yeah, whatnot. Uh, but I'll tell uh, you what, man, uh, if he's going to know better than you are. No, I'm an adult, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why right oh, now. Okay. Where he's going, there's a renaissance happening sure. in the next two years. And that's true. Let me tell you about 1973, with a cross in your vagina saying, fuck me, oh. fuck me. Wow. If that was to come out right now. That's the year you were born, by the way. If that was to come out right now, right. you would have people in the streets going, this should not be in theaters. Dude, that's what, what they showing. did back then. That's what exactly. they did back then. But they made it through. It would be a... World storm of Facebook no. pages and dislikes and everything else. Well, no. It, it, I, I well, guarantee no, no. it. It would be. There would be those, but there would also be the sick mother efforts like you and me. But, but, but do we agree that it would not be in theaters? No, I don't agree. Because you, you think, okay, rated R, you, you would say you, her jamming that cross in her cross. I disagree. I think is is uh, NR or it's rated no, R it's and rated it'll R. be in theaters. But let me but, but let me tell you something. I mean, okay. the, the Exorcist has something that a lot of uh, shock. Like l- let's take for instance, uh, I just watched a show called American Mary, okay, which is by the Soska sisters, okay, right. and it's in it's not going to get a, a wide release, but it was freaky and whatever, right? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I, I only bring that up because. Uh, they also starred in a show called uh, Regurgitated Sacrifice. Right. And that was in how many theaters? Zero. Right. Okay. But that was just wild and crazy, shocking shit right now, there. Now, what I'm saying is no, no, the no, no, resurgence. No, no, no. Okay, help help me out here. Okay. here let, me, let, me, let me just finish this. And that was, that was I mean, remember Slaughtered Vomit Dolls? Mm-hmm. Man, I took a long, I took a long yeah. path to get here. Oh, don't you but, know? But I, I remember that. But slaughtered vomit dolls, okay? Yeah. That that was shocking. First, I mean, it was artistic, apparently, whatever. But to me, it kind of just seemed like crazy, shocking shit. The Exorcist is shocking, but the cinematography on that was amazing. The uh-huh. writing was amazing. Yes. You know, it's still a high quality. Um, you know, film and whatever that still goes to movies is a even though it's uh, I don't know what I mean. I think that that's more shocking to me than than uh, regurgitated sacrifice to this day. To this day, it yeah. is. But I'll I'll tell you because of the merits of its filmmaking, the the prowess of the people who put it together, directed cinematography. I still think it goes there, and even to this day, I think that uh, that this. 
that this film gets brought up in Oscar nominations, which is weird because yeah. I didn't watch the Oscars the other day or whatever. All I'm saying is, is there is an artistry to that movie that puts this movie in theaters that other shocking things that I think that you're right when you say, oh, that would never make theaters. But I it think would you're not. Ta- but I think you're talking, I, I, I disagree that Exorcist wouldn't, but I agree that like, like shocking for you know other films that don't have the kind of artistry that The Exorcist has, like Regurgitated Sacrifice. It's like what he was talking about. The 70s had that thing. And, I, and he talks yeah. about the resurgence of, uh, you know, in two years you're going to see some shit that's coming along. All right. And well, I I'm, just, I, I do not think. I think you're going to have everyone out going, I've heard about this, I know what it's about, and I don't like it. And the reason why they do that is because of the technology. They're mm. able to go... I've heard in this movie that I haven't seen yet, that I don't know anything about, that mm-hmm. it's got a girl that jams a cross in her pussy, and therefore I'm going to pick it and I'm going to do everything and let's get let's let's, let's well for let's everyone get who on has the boat. that okay so, so I'm just saying so that let's shit, say let's well, say a Tipper Gore says that okay it's or not let, gonna, let's say it, let's say my mother-in-law says that I'm not going to see it because there's a cross in a vagina but you know what uh, then I'm going oh. Look at the PG-13s wow, really? and the rated R's right now. What about Saw? Everything. What about, okay, what about well, that's, the- that's fine. But those are timid. I mean, still, all of those are timid compared to a 12-year-old girl jamming across in her pussy saying, fuck me. Fuck I don't me. know. I disagree, but there's no way, there's no way that, we can, that we can come to a yeah, thing. Because, because, no, yeah. because the, I, to, t- picketing and everything else. And yeah. yes, it happened, but, it was but there, it's yeah. still... But it still went, and it still was I, it was Academy nominated, well, possibly award winning. I don't all know. All I'm saying is, is that for every for every person who would pick at that, there are people who would go see that. Let Jesus fuck you. Do you think that in a movie now would fly? Well, the thing is, is um, rated R. I would go see in it. theaters. Well, sure, but <laughs> rated R in theaters. Yeah. everywhere. Yes, people, I do. I think that would. I think that would still fly to this day. Huh? Uh, the the I old, don't, okay. Well, like I said, there's no way we can. There's no way yeah. of determining who's right there. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, why? I mean, all I'm saying is, let's is, kiss. Uh, oh, well, tell you what, I'm gonna start creeps. Next. Do you think uh, Prince like smells like, uh, <laughs> like in his purple rain getup? Do you think he smells like? Uh, I think like he's a lavender or like no. a like a raspberry or lavender. I think raspberry. Or I think lavender. he smells like a mixture of semen and sweat and a, no, no, no sex. semen and like uh, fry grease Ugh. is what I think he smells oh. like. But but uh, yeah, creeps coming up next. Wet that that was weird that we went off on that. But whatever. No, I was let's, just let's get yeah, about it. Just curious. Hey guys, you guys weren't done talking about it, so I heard what you said. And now I got to say something else. Um, <clears throat> Mike, the reason why um, it's not that movies make more necessarily in theatrical release because the amount of money it costs to market those films uh, okay. and get actual film to all of those uh, theaters is an astronomical price of millions of dollars when you're doing a wide release movie. Um, it's getting less because a lot of theaters are converting to digital. Right, which is that, on a hard drive. Um, satellite stream, download bullshit. <clears throat> but it's still a huge cost to do that. And sure. it's a huge cost to market it. And when you're doing VOD and stuff like that, 
anyone going to who's interested in VOD will browse titles. So the amount of marketing someone has to do um, on a VOD title hmm. is going to be minuscule. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed that. How much you have to put only into because a there's too much shit. Movie. So yes, if a movie makes fucking you know eight million dollars on its opening weekend or whatever, that's great. But if the movie cost six million to make, it's not really working. A movie has sure. to make three times the budget before it actually starts making money. Really? That's the he, Like I said, he would know better than now, I would. Um, he's, the, he's the master. Shane, you were talking about people making movies and being able to stand by their word. Um, the only way that will ever happen is if the person financing the film is the filmmaker himself. Exactly. The okay, rich I got parents that. Of the filmmaker. Which is why his return of the awesome is going the on. Thing that the kid just made. Because even on this low, low end that I'm on, I get fucking fucked by money people all the time. They'll mm. show up and say, oh, I want you to put this horrible actor in the movie. Yeah, because, yeah. I can like, see that. My put this guy. No, it's not right for the part. Put him in. F you. Or something I don't want you to put this stuff in the movie. I would rather it go more like this. Or on the complete opposite scale. I'd rather make a movie out of my I would never put in a movie. You me both, brother. The EP, the executive producer, whatever, comes up and says, I want you to do this, 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 and that. And people got to make a living. The only time you get to do what you want to do, whether you're like fucking top of the world motherfucker or bottom of the world motherfucker is yeah. that you're paying for it. And that's why you see so many people like Tom Cruise and Nick Cage and all these other motherfuckers becoming executive producers on their films because they're financing the majority of it so they get to make the fucking decision. Right. And it's a fucked world. <laughs> but Oh, he got GP'd. Hold on. I hope this is the next one in order. But it's, it's a lot of fun, and I love it, and I want to have it any other way except being able to do whatever the hell I want whenever I want to do it. So, yeah. guys, awesome so, show so far, and I will talk to you later. I talk, agree, man. He'll talk to us right now, though. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, really. What? Jesus Christ. What are you, what are you doing? Well, and you guys having a good question. Okay, so um, I'm a total geek, and when I meet celebrities or people that I look up to, I totally freak out. <laughs> and um, I accidentally stole a picture from Sybil Danning's table because I was oh, just so hot. shocked that she was talking to That's me. And I just turned around shit, and walked though. away. She had some dude chase me down. Um, when I messed the original Last House on the left, I stared at them from, like, about five feet away for a good... <laughs> 45 minutes before I got the balls up to go talk to David Hess. No, And uh, he said, what can I do for you? And I'm like, touch me. And I didn't mean to say it, but I said it. You got balls. Touch me. Um, He's like, you want me to touch you like this? um, I'll spit on your cheeks, you bitch. Like Diodato or whatever, the Cannibal Holocaust guy. He wasn't at his table, but his coffee was. And like a fucking creepy nerd, uh, I will just like stood there and looked at his coffee cup. And then no. I'm like, I'm going to drink his coffee. Oh, and I yeah. went out and I picked it up yeah. and I was about to put it to my mouth. And then he walked up and he put his arm around me and he was like, oh, thank you for my coffee. And I'm like, yeah, here you go, dude. I got a split. And I bolted. Um, oh, uh, my DJ God. Ram, uh, Jason from part six total dick to me he was hitting on some chick and i guess i cock blocked when i was just trying to talk to him and he blew me off so that kind of sucked um let me see here 
oh, I told Rob Zombie to sign my face because he was going around signing people's stuff and I didn't have anything and I just yelled, sign my face. And so Ugh. he signed my face and we both felt really awkward <laughs> God, about it. And I was looking right into his fun. eyes the whole yeah. time. And it felt really creepy and weird. Um, uh, you know, he went around going, Rob Zombie, sign my sweet face. To me. She's amazing. <laughs> Sid Haig, super sweet. Ken Forey, super sweet. Um, oh, Hammer fucking said what's up big dog and that like made me freak out i totally like, sure had a little girl steal moment <laughs> um jack hill amazing um i could go on for hours about all the cool motherfuckers that um oh julie adams adorable <laughs> julie adams from creature and buckley oh, oh yeah my gosh. old school okay i'm gonna go um this guy yeah, went I'm off out. the yeah. charts this party animal Dude, you know that he went when Rob Zombie signed his face. face. <laughs> that was the best day of his life. Up he was point. drunk as shit, sure. running around going, "Do you know what that is? That's, That's Rob <laughs> Zombie. He signed my face. <laughs> what did he sign? Your paper card? Uh, yeah, well. your little piece of paper. <laughs> is that what he signed? <laughs> signed my face. Uh, oh, I will never wash this face again. By the way, I know he washed his face because yeah. I've seen pictures. He woke of up in the morning going, oh, "Who, who is?" Slarber Johnson. I have no idea. I have no idea who just signed this. Uh, GP called in. Hey guys, GP. I'm calling you from inside my brand new car that I cannot afford. I need it because my uh, death trap is going to become a death trap in for real. So that ain't cool. No um, so I'm using this cool Bluetooth thing. So I don't know if oh, you yeah. can hear me. Let's hope this works I've never had out. A Bluetooth damn thing before. So thanks for the technical anyway. insight there, bro. Uh, question episode. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Sure. Celebrity you met, cool celebrity you met in any heart convention. I've never been to a heart convention, so oh. I lose there. Me neither, brother. Yeah, you um, Grim Reaper. Ooh. I put out a call a couple weeks back. That I wanted to go on a. Uh, I needed to, to go on a musical discovery. A musical mm-hmm. journey. So mm-hmm. I put out a call giving people to give me hints, and uh, Shane gave me one, gave me a couple actually, and one of them was Grim And I'm, I, I've never, I don't know why I never heard of him. Uh, the one song, uh, Seen How, I think I, Eddie played that, Eddie Trunk played that on his show, so I might have oh, heard that one. Eddie does later. it. But man, the, trunk the more I'm listening it. to this, the more I'm loving it. Cool, um, that's awesome. I've been still listening to it to this day. Uh, yeah, I, that's all I gotta say for that. I mean, we'll see you in hell, my friend. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, let's see. He's, he's got a sort of... Just heard actually a little little while ago. Just heard your uh, trailer for it, and mm-hmm. swear to God, sounds like what me and my wife were doing last night. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Maybe throw yeah. a little more. Uh, Dude, yeah, that uh, yeah, grapes of death. Yeah. The last exactly one was just. Also, um. More yeah, you mentioned ah. something about underwater bush that you that you, isn't that isn't Zombie that called Lake. seaweed though? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> seaweed. Well, I guess that's all I got for now, and I uh, I will get back to you later. Bye. Sweet dude. Uh, yeah, sea, yeah, seaweed's now a new part he, of my he, my whole deal. He, yeah, dude. <laughs> that that because uh, I was listening to the episode as I do. Uh-huh. I like to make sure yeah. that well, everything is copacetic on the sound. Sure, situation. sure. But yeah, that trailer was just. Uh, uh, ah. 
What was that? Oh. You know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, too. Amer. Like, okay. We're, we're going to have the same thing yeah. with the trailer for Amer, too, because that oh, shit wasn't in English. So it's going to be the same thing. Plus, that was totally sexual movie. So. Right. But it's good that GP made sure. love to his wife. Well, and she made those time. noises. It's about time. And he made the, I'm sure he made the, ah, 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 ah. And she was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Gross, gross, oh, yeah. Gross. yeah I wonder if he cut her head off with a little accent. Well, no. Uh, listen, Jake the Snake called in. Jacob the Snake. Hello, Mike and Jane. This oh, Jake. Ah, God. I, I want to apologize. I mean, I know you said last week voicemail wasn't too bad, but <laughs> oh, I felt it kind of was. My explanation is, well, I will compare it to a uh, big room? paper back in college. Yeah. <laughs> Given so much time to do it, but realize... It's due in quite a few hours, so... You just got to do it. You just got to... I get it. You just got to do it, man. Yeah, you know, I mean... Uh, <laughs> then when you get a C plus, you're like, fuck but, yeah. Uh, There's my voicemail for this week. What was the question of the episode? Um, <laughs> Let's hope you did your homework, son. You know, about meeting horror celebs at sure. conventions. Well, you know what, guys? Uh, I haven't really been to a convention yet, so I really don't have an answer for this week. Just glad to hear your voice. But that (laughs) will change in less than a month. Oh, because I am going to my very first horror convention. Oh, you're gonna love it. Yes, I'm going to Horror Hound Weekend. Oh, in Cincy, and in the toward the end of March. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, love you there. Like, Tony Todd gonna be there. The cast H- of Horrorhound's pretty solid, House, man. A thousand corpses. Oh, oh. yeah. And uh, Michael Madsen and Virginia <sighs> Madsen. Are they married? Oh, I want to meet her. So Are they bad. brothers and sister? Oh, Virginia. I'd see a porno yeah, with those but, two. Uh, I will be sure to tell you some good ass stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. can do oh that. man, there's guaranteed to be some good ass shit going down there. Good ass shit, bro. I will let you know. All right. That's my answer for today. Nice. He's awesome. gonna he's next gonna week. call back. He he next well if he's he gonna month. call back after he goes to the horror rocky. And, and let me High let me tell you festival. something, that horror hound. We are expecting uh-huh. you to call back, Jacob the Snake. Yeah. Okay, that's what we're he's doing. He's gonna call back and he's gonna tell us all about <laughs> Virginia Madsen. And oh, by the way, Virginia Madsen, best best movie Virginia Madsen in the bushes. Best best movie Virginia Madsen's been in. Name it. Virginia Madsen was great in the movie that was called. Uh, Two apes and a and a Candy basket man. of roses. Candyman, dude. Candyman. Oh, oh she was yeah. the hottie. She was, yes, tootie. she was the blonde. She was in the Haunting in Connecticut. She's been Have you ever seen the movie Two Apes and a mm. Basket of Candy? Uh no. Oh, it's good. <laughs> she was good in that. I'll bet she was, dude. Uh James called in her McGersh. Oh. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hope there's a voice mail you. Roku winner. In good health and doing very well. Yes. I haven't called in quite a while, which is probably pretty obvious. I've been so freaking busy that I don't have time to do much anymore. Busier in a one-armed paper hand. In fact, I should probably uh-huh. have my horror movie fan card pulled because nah. I haven't had any time to watch any movies. It happens. Last one I watched was Sinister, and that was, what, two, three, four weeks ago? It happens, which, bro. by the way, is a very, very good movie. I love Sinister. Enough on that. Last week, Grim Reaper. Love that album. I can remember listening yeah. to that on the bus going to school my little... 
ghetto thing Walkman player with the big old earphones. I just thought it was a great. They were thing. probably that was, that orange. Album was by far one of my favorites sure. at the time. Albums that were like that, I'm gonna have to get one that really pulls it out. Is Alice Cooper's Constrictor? When that oh. came out, I was <laughs> that was it for me. I was I was immediately I, I fell in love with that album. I wore it so thin it broke, and I had to buy it two or three times yeah. over. I think I've got three copies of the CD because I keep forgetting I have it. That's how <laughs> stupid I am. It happens, bro. Anyway, Why am I saying, I bro? Shit. Say I let you guys know I'm still alive, and it's good to hear from you, that's man. That's probably about it. Later. Dang it! He took that Roku and he ran. He's like, I, on, I haven't. Roku and run. I have a oh, good Steve, ooh, little Steve Miller uh, action take the there. Roku and run. <laughs> that's all he wanted. Well, he he went into a room called the Masturbatorium. He has his new Roku, and that's all he's been yep. doing. It happens, man. It yeah. really does. I I I'm feel i I'm, I'm with him. Let me tell you who's called next. Who? Crystal Eyes. Crystal Johnny Eyes. Here he is. He still loves you. Hey, Mike and Shane, Johnny Whoa. Krug here. Just wanted to answer uh, the question clear. of the episode this week on my favorite and least favorite people I've met at horror conventions. Most people would shit. probably assume that Robert England's my favorite. And I although he was that. really kick-ass and like a super nice dude, it was just complete fucking chaos around him at all sure. times. So I wasn't man, able man. to enjoy yeah. it as much as I wish I had because he was like the biggest person there that year. And it was just, his line was like snaked around like an amusement park ride. It was wow. just... Oh, fucking chaos almost every person that i've met Dollar has been extremely awesome eyes. so yeah. it's really hard to narrow it down <laughs> but um some people who are really cool were like william forsyth was awesome he awesome. just talked your ear awesome off lady. linda blair she was the same way oh, i mean linda just kept blair. talking mm, so but it, it was cool because you know in most conversations i would get bored but because it was you know this person that i hold in such high regard i was just mesmerized by them high tom tolls from like house of a thousand corpses oh, and tom henry Tulls. portrait of a serial killer he was pretty kick-ass and he was just blown away that i had a copy of blood on the highway for him to sign because oh, cool. he'd never signed a copy of it because he didn't even think it was out like i, don't, I guess no one told him that it got a distributor that's your so favorite he was show just too so awesome. talkative about that movie he was just like oh it was like so much fun to film and i didn't even <laughs> think it would ever get released and he was hey, just real ass. thomas decker from like the. i paused it i paused it that guy needs to be clued in that ah uh, oh it's out yeah Hey, have, you, have you seen Blood on the Highway, by the way? I have not. Oh, my gosh, dude. We need to get you I to know watch that. that Crystal Eyes loves... He, well, it's, it's awesome. It's hilarious. And there's like... Uh, I the, want to see it. The term butthole casserole is yeah. thrown oh, yeah. around. Yeah, it's in there, man. Oh, yeah. Do you got? I, I, I'm going to hook you up, okay? We'll get that going. Oh. Thanks. The Connor Chronicles and like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. He Decker. was also pretty awesome. I didn't go into it expecting I, I him to be as cool assu- as he yeah, was. I, I mean, the first thing he said to me was, I'm sorry about the Elm Street remake and that he thought it was complete <laughs> shit and that he did it just for the money. And I thought that was funny because I didn't even say a word about it. Like he just looked at my Freddy he tattoo and that's the first thing he said to me. He Kevin Tinney, who directed has... Night of the Demons and Witchboard. I got to pause it because he's on fire. My but God, I, you're in the pause. Well, I'm zone. sorry, Johnny's got a lot to say. Your highway to the pause zone. Uh, <laughs> really? I'm highway to the pause zone. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. no. I don't know what to tell you. And I'm, it's very awkward okay, right so now. So say but, what you're gonna say. Uh, I totally zone. forgot. Oh, uh, Thomas Decker. I wouldn't have assumed that he was cool. He was in uh, uh, Chrome Skull. What was that? The Chrome Skull movie. Oh my hell! I can't Skeletor remember. movie. No, not Skeletor. But no. he did have a song playing in his car that. Uh, 
been in his car when you sat out there with him? No, something bitches are his favorite kind of bitches. They care, skanky oh, or so slutty. you would have been out in the car. Oh, no, but all I'm saying kind is, of bitches, I've, kind I've of bitches heard not just from not just from Johnny that he was a pretty cool dude. Uh, he was also in. Remember the Terminator. Uh, like the pre, uh, what was that called? Uh, the the salvation. No, it was it was a TV show, and it had the chick from uh, reanimated Terminator, <laughs> Terminator, Terminator. You don't time. even. No, why am I even pausing this? Terminator to time. No, the it was a Terminator. series that was on. I TV. can't remember Terminator but, time. Uh, but you know, uh, oh my gosh, the girl that was in. Oh, I am totally Clara Bell uh, Wachowski. But anyway, he was in it. He was in like he was John Connor. In the Terminator Fox series, it was really good, and I wouldn't have assumed he. I would have assumed he was kind of a tool, but uh, I've heard from a lot of people that he's really cool. He's a sweet guy. He so was weird. another just really kick ass dude. I mean, super nice. I mean, he did everything for free too. It was like free picture, free autograph. Really? You know, I like he even that. gave me a free T shirt, <laughs> which I thought was completely awesome because I mean, he didn't have to do that. I just gave me a t-shirt dick miller and angus scrim two Ooh. really old dudes angus who were like classics in the genre. Like they were also they guy. were probably yeah. two of that my favorite cool. people like to meet ever That's i mean cool. it was really funny because dick miller's a legend i mean he's been yeah, in he everything and there was never a line at his table it was always just empty and really? i felt like i was meeting this iconic dude i mean when i met him he was just so humbled he was so cool because you know this young guy i mean i i I was pretty young. I, mean, I was just telling table. him you know, how inspirational he was mm. to like, the horror genre, you know, and just, he was just so cool. And Angus Scrim was the same way, you know, he, oh. he took all the time to talk to you and get to know you. And he, he asked say, a lot of questions about you. Oh, I mean, know, he really wanted to, to know, what, you know, what you look did. Look him in the stuff. eyes and, and talk I, to you him. Know, ah, these people don't have to out. do that. I paused it again. You're breaking me out. Do you ever think anybody's ever said, hey, man, did you, were you in Poltergeist Part 3? Oh, sorry. I left it my own joke, folks. I did it. I'm sorry. I did it. There you go. Yeah. Conventions. They could just say, here's your autograph. Get the fuck out of my face. But these guys were just really like really cool. At this point, you guys are probably regretting asking this question because I've just gone on for so long, but it was really hard to narrow it down. But I think my favorite person to meet was probably Ruggiero Diodato, who did Ooh. you know House on the Edge of the Park, sure. Cannibal Holocaust, yes. Body Count. He's old. Again, I didn't think he was going to be as kick-ass as he was, but Ruggiero Diodato was just so chipper, which is funny because his movies are pretty are fucking dark, most shit. of them. And he was just like the happiest dude ever. I mean, just always smiling. <laughs> and I met him on the first night there, the Friday night, and I had him sign Cannibal Holocaust, and he was just super talkative and just so excited to meet us and you know these young people who were interested in um, cannibal holocaust and you know and i was talking to him about body count and his other movies but at horror conventions you know on saturday and sunday you tend to do a lot of laps around the whole convention sure. room because oh, yeah. there's like two convention rooms and there's like a hall and you between get them eye and contact and with so i walked around a lot those weird. two days and it seemed like every time i passed his table he would stop me to tell me something or to talk to me and oh, i thought that cool was shit. so fucking cool i, like I mean that. I can say that, you know, it's, it's cool that I can say, hey, you know, I had multiple conversations with Rogero Diodato. That's amazing. I don't know actually. if he was just bored or if he just really liked me for some reason. Like, hey, this hot. guy was really fun to talk to. He's but like, he would just go out of his way to, like, show me on. artwork and say hey. And, and it was just really crazy. That's cool. My least favorite person that I've met at a horror convention is hands down Rodney Eastman from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. No. He, he played Joey. He no. was just so dickish. He like, was in the I, remake like, I, That's of, the only way uh, I can put it. Like, he just comes across as he was an the guy asshole. in the tub, and he did. Ah, there was just yeah, no interaction, and there was no one ever at his booth. That was the funny thing. It's like 
this guy is being a complete asshole, but you, know, you think he would embrace the few people who were wanting to talk to sure. him and you know pay for his picture or his Still autograph. Sam. But no, he was he was Maybe. a complete tool bag. And it's funny because this guy was like a supporting character in part three and four, and his booth was right across from Lisa Wilcox, who was the oh, lead in Nightmare on Street th- uh, four and five. And he's being a dick, but she was like talkative and really cool and you know sexy as hell. I just have of to add course. that. Like, yeah, she was she's just not ugly. really hot. But I'm um, I'm thinking like what? Who does this dude think he is? Does he think he's like Johnny Depp or something? I mean, this guy is. You know, a low tier actor. I mean, I hate to say that, but I mean, he really hasn't been in a whole lot. He's been in what, like the Caveman's Valentine and the I Spit on Your Grave remake. I mean, he doesn't have enough under his belt to act like he's Brad Pitt. And I will (laughs) leave you guys with this quick story. This is my favorite thing that's happened to me at any of the Texas Frightmare weekends. The nurse from Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, you know, the one that gets topless. uh, Her name is Stacy Alden, and she did a surprise appearance where she wasn't scheduled to be there, but she showed up anyway. And I was just super stoked to meet her. I mean, she was completely cool and awesome and i'm gonna go ahead and say before i tell you the story that i really don't have a lot of confidence i mean that may be hard to believe but i'm a really shy dude and Ooh. you know i don't think a whole lot of myself you're awesome but i can say like with 100 percent certainty that i could have slept with this woman if i wanted to because she yes. was coming on to me harder than any woman let me tell you something, Johnny. First of all, I, I think you need to do daily affirmations because you're amazing. This Second of is all, what he's like, I think I could. Maybe that's all part of his. Maybe that's all part of his shtick. He's like, oh, I'm so humble. Chicks dig that. But you know what? Let me tell you something, Shelly. His fiance is amazing. Yes. Okay? Oh yes, she so is. So thank you, Johnny, for staying faithful. Stay to true. Be. True to your has school. ever come on to me ever, <laughs> and twenty something years later, I mean, she was still gorgeous. She was as hell. As I mean, I think she actually looked better now than she did in Elm Street Three I because find she didn't have you believe. know the big hair and stuff. I but like big I'm hair. in a relationship and I'm not that kind of guy. Shelly. But let me tell you, I went up to her and was talking to her for a little bit, and my girlfriend was standing right there the Shelly. the whole time, and so, and she totally backs this story up. I mean, this woman was looking at my tattoos, rubbing my arm, like stroking Ooh. my arm, Ooh. basically pushing her boobs Stro- against man, me, and like man. looking into my eyes. I mean, I, it was seriously, I, I've never had a woman come on to me like this, ever. I mean, I'm <laughs> blushing right now just talking about it, and I'm going to tell you right now, if I didn't have a girlfriend, man, this would be like one of the stories I would you, totally man. tell people all the Thank time. Thank you for like, staying. Yeah, you know that, bro who played the nurse in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. <laughs> she totally let me rub my dick on her boobs. Yeah, but probably not in those words yeah. or in that voice. <laughs> but anyway, that's, I mean, that's this is like a seven-minute message, and I apologize oh, for that. But I had a lot of shit to say, and I haven't really left a message on the bone phone in quite a while. No, we need them. We need them, too. So, anyway, guys, keep up the kick-ass work. Thanks, digging man. the show as always. And I will catch you later. <laughs> say you're a winner, but man, you're just a sinner now, Stroke, <laughs> stroke. He called. He called in one more time because oh. he's a huge Boingo fan. Actually, Oingo Boingo was his. He actually was yeah, the one that he uh, suggested did, it to he us. He did suggest that. All right, here he is. Let's go ahead, Johnny Krug. Again. Hey, Mike and Shane, Johnny Krug again. Sorry to uh, call you guys back again, but uh, I didn't even sorry, mention baby. Oingo Boingo, and they're my all-time favorite band. So I thought I should uh, at least say something about them. Uh, Dead Man's Party. Amazing album. It's not their best, but no. it's something oh, what's their that best? if you're getting into Wingo Boingo, oh, that's probably the best album to get into it it. because oh, it's pretty diverse. Right. You know, it's well-rounded. Um, but definitely, if you if you dig that one, check out Nothing to Fear 
were um, mm. Good for Your Soul. Mm. And around the same time, Danny Elfman did a solo album, which was called So Low. Oh. And yeah, I... the whole band, it was uh, Boingo Boingo just under his name because there was a legal issue going on with him. But it's, it's a really excellent album. Cool. But uh, honestly, you can't go wrong with those guys unless you listen to the album they released right before the breakup, uh, which is just called Boingo. Boingo, yeah. And uh, that album... I get. I'm I mean, talking about like that. I said, a they're my bit favorite band of all time, it. but that album just, for some reason, never jived with me. I mean, okay. there there are about, about five songs on it that are really good, but you know, to sit down and listen to it start to finish, it's not. It just doesn't have the same impact as any of their other albums. And uh, it's really cool too to see like kind of the uh, the whole uh, you know blossoming of Danny Elfman's voice and stuff because yeah. you listen from uh, Only a Lad, the first album. All the way until the uh, the one they did before they broke up, Boingo. You just, I mean, there's such an evolution in his fucking voice, sure. and it's it's amazing. You know, I really liked his voice a lot more mid career, yeah. but you know, later is what He's we got with crazy like Jack Skellington and stuff like that. So it's still really cool. It's just you know a, a really different voice. But uh, anyway, I'm not gonna ramble on because I know that last one I left you guys was fucking retarded. No, no, no. It was amazing. Like, my penis. Whoa! Long. What? But anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace, dude. See, jo- see Johnny Krug. Let That's me tell Krug. you something. That's the Krug Nation. I, you know, I'm really happy. Dot Krugernation dot com. All I'm, t- all I'm saying is Johnny, who goes to Texas Fright Bear weekend every single year and likes the bong bong. What? He goes every year, sees the uh, horror people, sure, and likes the bongo. The Boingo, the Oingo. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, he does. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is kind of an episode again for him. Yeah. Man. It's kind of an, a, a tribute to him. But let, let me tell you societal... something. Though. Guess what we're recording on Sunday, yes, man? What? The, the next episode of Cadaver oh. Indies. Yeah, we're doing that. So I'm pretty stoked about How that. How long has that been? It's been like well, six it's weeks, been, eight weeks, nine no, weeks. No, I think the last 10, one we did was 12? at the end of December. Yeah. So now it's March 1st today. Yeah, but so no, we just got to get back into it, and you know he's been having some uh, health issues and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, I'm stoked as shit to get back on that. Well, We're doing sounded that. strong as a buck. Well, thank goodness because I expect a lot out of him on Sunday. Ugh. Okay, yeah, and the challenges start again too. Uh yeah, I, I got to remember what the score is. I hope I beat him again because I hate losing. No, I know you do. Lauren called in. Hey guys, it's Lauren. Um. <laughs> answer the question of the episode and give my two cents about the movie you're covering. Um, Yeah, so as far as celebs, I haven't really, I've never met any. I've just, you know, when I was a kid, I was in the the restaurant at Mel Brooks. I don't know if that counts for Young Frankenstein. That counts. Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. The midget from Midget. Oh, dude, she just brought up the midget. Jane and Tartar and I were (laughs) went back to the hotel, you know. Bridget the midget. Oh, and then like the what was it? The zombie from, you know, that's had decapitated. Oh, yeah, the, the, the helicopter zombie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, had she had all the questions, yeah, nothing, too, in the answer period, and she also, wouldn't like, speak up. Oh. Whatever pee with Doug Bradley. So, yeah, nothing, uh-huh, cool. nothing, nothing good like that. that. Um, yeah, and I guess you're doing Amara this week? Yes. Um, I loved it, but it's it's like a really tough one. Yeah. Um, I would think like Mike would enjoy it and Vaughn and maybe Wolfie. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's like the broken condom baby of a 
a Suspiria, and then All the Jolly, and then yeah. a bunch of Roland movies. And, oh, thank goodness. Um, like, with no dialogue. And I, I thought it was, Zero. like, I thought the middle was up its ass, but I thought it was really hot. Like, it was just a really <laughs> hot movie, and I'm a sick person, but yes, that's that my reaction to it. <laughs> Except not the first, but, like, the third act. The first... Anyway, um... It had a lot of, like, disturbing imagery, and it yes. made no fucking sense. None. And, um, but it was, like, the music was great. And yes. And I loved all the stuff it referenced, and, like, almost like the Profundo Rosso Villa at the end. And, oh, yeah. Um, oh, we're done. So, yeah. I think, we're done. Uh, by the end of the whole show's week, over. Shane's oh, going to hate you, Mike, because between, like, picking that and then choosing, like, the one of the, like, some of the more non-porny Roland, like grapes and, you know, after you threw in a bunch of those like sort of G-rated horror that could have been sleazy, but then didn't have the nudity, right? Um, you you kind of you owe him one, Mike. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm gonna get going before I get GP'd. Love you guys. Bye. We love you too. Lauren. Oh, bless it. That was nice. Blessed be that name. Let me. Can I tell you of something? The name. Of L- the let me name. tell you something. Amer was a movie that. Uh, Lauren watched, and it was on our list because I heard it. I heard somebody talk about it a long time ago. I heard about the movie, so it was. It's been on the list for quite a while. Right? Because what are we on now? Fifty-seven. I probably that was probably one of the first or second batches of movies I put on our list. Yeah. But I almost I I don't know. It, it was a struggle. But then Lauren said she watched it, and I was and she's like, oh, I loved it. Whatever. So yeah. all I'm saying is is because of her, it stayed on there. It stayed. Yes. But we, I, I'm not gonna. I'm, you say I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil. I'm not gonna spill the beans right now. Hear what I want to. By the way, Lisa Loeb is one stayed. of the most beautiful women of the '90s. It stayed. Say? Um, we had a reverend call in. Reverend. A reverend. Oh, the rev. He's calling up. He's gonna. Brothers and sisters, I come to you today with a vision from the Lord his own self. Mm-hmm. A Good vision of the promised land, of a glorious future for his children and the way that we might travel there. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! This land is free of the unending blandness and mediocrity of a Hollywood system that refuses mm-hmm. to take risks. Free of the draconian distribution chains that shackle the Lord's children to remake after forsaken remake. <laughs> To the very beast as he is sent to burn in the fiery lake of flames, along mm. with Edward and the rest of his sparkling panty waist brethren. What? Can a reverend say that? Pass through digital distribution and working with filmmakers. Mm. In this day mm-hmm. when there is no longer a need to shoot fragile reels of film, when dozens yep. of movies can be fit on your cellular phone, then why, I ask, why do we still allow the minions of Hollywood Babylon? To dictate our view and options. Absolutely. Why has someone not taken a movie theater and created a permanent film festival based on independent films with license and deals made directly with the creators? Mm-hmm. You so these cut are all the great questions. Studio land out of the bargain, and both sides shall be shall, shall, shall reach salvation. The creators receive a direct license and fee. The theaters aren't forced to fork over the vast majority of their ticket sales to another organization. Absolutely. And the fact that the theater gets to keep their sales means the concessions don't have to be so ridiculously um. expensive. The theater experience is preserved and the audience can see films they would otherwise not have the opportunity to. I'm with you, bro. And while this may sound a bit like an art house theater, 
in this case, the movies would actually be worth watching. Can I have an amen? Amen! I have brought you this vision in brief, and I shall leave you to discuss amongst yourselves and meditate upon its wisdom. Until the Lord once again sends his visions unto me, I bid you farewell. Praise Satan. Hey, Laris, and pass me the communion bourbon. What? And did, did we get some Satan in there and stuff? Hell, Satan. Let me, t- let me tell you something. It's great because you know what That's the last two movies I've to. watched? The last two movies I've watched have been one called, like I mentioned, American Mary, mm-hmm. the Saska Sisters, uh, all about um, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, oh, shoot. I, oh, I'm terrible right now. I can't remember her name. Grapes of Death. No, this of Death. No, 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 no. Uh, basically, it's it's a pretty. Every movie Indian... you like has a, an Elizabeth in it. Do you know what my ringtone right now is? Elizabeth from Ghost. From Ghost. Uh, You're exactly yeah. right. No, that. that guy. And you. that's the truth, dude. Uh, what I'm saying though is, um, the the last two movies, American Mary, which I put on the list, so I don't want to spill the beans, but it was great, man. Mm-hmm. The Saska Sisters did a great job with that. I liked Dead Hooker in a Trunk. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, the movie that they put out, and you know whatever. But this one was a whole different thing. They did a great job, um, but that didn't. That's not going to play in any blockbuster. That's not going to no. play in your Cinemark. Nope. And then the one that I actually haven't finished yet, but it's one uh, that I'm that I probably have about twenty minutes left. I had to come here. I was watching right before I came here. Was a movie called uh, Antiviral mm-hmm. with uh, David Cronenberg's son. Behind oh. the behind the uh, the helm of Crony that. Crony Junior. Oh, dude, and I'll tell you what, man. I mean, if nothing else, okay. If the, so far the movie's really great, but if nothing else, if it totally shits itself in the last twenty minutes, let me tell you one thing. There is, it's one of the most unique storylines and the, like film plots that I've seen in a very long time. Well, that sounds cool. And it's got social commentary in it, and it's got it's it's a really. But let film. me tell you this: if Chrono Junior doesn't yeah. have any pull, who yeah. does? No, and that's a good point. In fact, I was actually wondering. I'm like, okay, so we got David Cronenberg's son, and it's it's a it's a low budget movie, but it's not it's not like. Uh, like super low budget because I mean it's it's I mean relatively to low budget movies it's kind of, I, I mean I don't know what the budget was but it looks like there was a lot of money behind it mm-hmm. maybe not like Batman Returns money behind it right you know but I mean obviously not Batman Returns couple money. mil but yeah and that's what I'm saying but so I think he pulled a little bit you know using the name and stuff but all I'm saying is I haven't seen that movie in the theaters yeah so I think Wolfie's or sorry the Reverend hey one of my point. favorites one of my favorites. Father's Day. Oh, absolutely. That's not going to be in any theater you've ever known. By the way, can I tell you something about Father's Day? Uh-huh. I was sorting my movies this last time, and I'm sorting like a six months worth of movies that I bought. You know, I keep them all cataloged and in this little system I have at home. Mm-hmm. I pulled out the four-disc Blu-ray with all the extras and stuff on that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. So awesome. I'd love to see it. Oh, uh, I'll let you borrow. It's a it's so oh my gosh. Yeah. It, you know, you think the movie Outtakes is hilarious. And intakes yes. and all that. Oh, oh, oh I like it's that. It's so I mean, it's probably the most fun I've had with the movie. Even if I, even a, a mockumentary that they would do about the movie. I would haven't be fantastic. I haven't seen every single one, but but every single Don't episode, you agree though? Oh, a I mockumentary. Totally agree, dude, that's one of the best movies I've it? seen oh. in so long. Yeah. Just Dude, good time. I'll let you borrow it because it is amazing. It's hilarious, funny. And those guys seem like such down to earth, awesome dudes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll let you borrow that. But uh, anyway, 
Uh, Wolfie called. Or uh, sorry, we uh, we have voicemail from the Wolfman. Oh, the Wolfie, I love him. <laughs> hey there, Mike Chang, Wolfman calling in, and uh, probably going to be a couple of times this week, but this time around, I thought I'd answer the question of the week. Yes. Both of the incidents that I'm going to talk about here happened during my trip down to Famous Monsters in Indiana in oh, cool. July cool. two years back. Holy shit. Sorry, uh, that was... The coolest folks oh, I heard there were Tony Todd He's and awesome. I forget his name, but the guy who played how the guy who was in the suit and played Howard the Duck in the movie. Oh, I don't Those know. Those two guys, especially Tony Todd, were just plain great to listen to and had a lot to talk about and the, they did interviews with uh, another podcast that I uh, was friends with and hung out a bit with, though I wasn't able to be at those particular interviews. <laughs> damn, no. I wish I had been able you to. You cheating on us, Wolfie? Good ones. As for the least favorite, oh, though, dear. I like this. <laughs> that would be Warrington Gillette, the guy who played Jason, Jason. in my yep. favorite Friday's Mostly Six. because Part this three? guy... Six, you're right. I don't know. He might be most famous for playing Jason, but to me, he's most famous for being an absolute Asshole. chill of a douche. Oh, yeah. dear. He spent the whole damn interview talking about this great new idea he had for taking, getting indie films out and going to the public with it and... Basically, coming across as though you were doing an ironically, it was called indiepublic.com. <laughs> and not actually talk, telling anyone details, but just constantly I talking got this about great idea, guys. and talking about how intense it was doing things and stunts and the like that are pretty well known. Right in he had walked off the set and discussed, and another person entirely did before he sued to keep that guy from getting credit for it. Oh, these fuckers. He was, he was in Friday the 13th Part 2. In his oh. telling of the story, it was all very He was Jason Part 2? Yeah, part that two. motherfucker. Oh, and yeah. It wasn't the stunt it's my favorite Jason. He's an asshole. Fuck him. Yeah. He's not but, very big either, yeah, which is weird. Most of us know better, don't we? I'd also like to go back to the talk about the directors we'll be talking about 40 years from now. Because yes. I just had a couple dropped off. That I'm going to say Saskia Sisters, by the way. my idea that we're heading into a point where we'll have more to talk about pretty soon. Uh, three movies, each by a different director. That I'm pausing was- it right there. Mm-hmm. Wolfman is a smart dude, right? He is. He is my muse. He is my smart man. All right. He's where I go when I go, what would Wolfie do? Creep Creeperson is in the industry. Yeah. And both of them have said in the next couple of years, shit's going to get real. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to believe it. I don't know. The Twins. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've done American Mary, Brandon Cronenberg. It's a viral. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. David Cronenberg doing a film. You got GB. Well, you got cut. You got GB. Wow, the movies I'm going to be bringing up, I guess, <laughs> must be so disturbing that the voicemail wants to refuse <laughs> wow, to let no. me talk about them. It's a conspiracy. Well, screw it. Uh, that would be brand. The other one is talking about when I got cut off was Brandon Cronenberg's Antiviral, I think. I it just was. watched that today. Those and are the two movies. I think it was wow. Richard Bates's 
Excision. Ugh. These are three films that are definitely yeah, on my gotta find like list. Excision. Now that I've heard a bit about, I like it more them. than you. I didn't for Excision. They're movies that'll ne- never would get into a big theater. Yeah, then, no, that's all true, though. That's all true. Antiviral, but that will no. only get there because if of the it name. Does because of Daddy's name. Yep, exactly. And Dang. it sounds like each of these films is incredibly disturbing and intense. Excision wasn't, and but the other two are great. the first or second film by each of these directors, at least in terms of features. I mean, mm-hmm. the Soskis had Dead Hooker in a trunk, and that, of course, deserves talking about. Which was okay. one takes an entirely different tack. Oh, it's so good, too. And I'm blowing I've it because we're doing it. These, and I've got to keep an eye out for the director's works in the future because it sounds like they're going to be doing some interesting things as time goes by Mm -hmm. got a couple of other comments related to the show but i will call back in with those later on you didn't do it this is the wolfman and i'll talk to y'all later all right shane do do you see what he's saying how i love you how i love you you know what's so funny is that even though i've watched american mary i like american mary i love american mary actually Mm -hmm. I'm almost all the way through antiviral, and so far it's great, man. Mm-hmm. I just hope it doesn't shit itself in the last 20 minutes, like I said. But uh, well, I have excision, seen none of them. But by the way, excision, Soska, yeah, yeah, excision. You you liked it, okay? It it kind of has the same kind of vibe mm-hmm. as those two, but for some reason I didn't care for that. But it's weird that there that, that he's talking about these films that kind of have the same type of feel to them, you know? Yeah, I kind of like that dark. Martyrs, excision. Oh, that no, I, I like that kind of dark feel to it. Where it's sure. like, no, this ain't this ain't good and happy. Well, and that, no, yeah, definitely no that's happy. that's American Mary and that's really? antiviral so far. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But um, okay, so here's the thing: we've gotten two voicemails since we've been recording. I downloaded them. Okay, I don't know who they're from. Okay, do you want to do you want to go ahead and yeah? Say, let's just bring it. Do you want do you want to like? Uh, you know, just just throw caution to the wind and go for caution it. Caution huh? to the wind, ring a ding do. All right, here is somebody. Somebody. Hey, fellas, this is Gary. Oh, Gary, Gary, Gary GW. Give you guys a call. Uh, my question, my answer for the episode, actually, my favorite and uh, worst celebrity, uh, I guess you sound a specific convention uh, meeting, I guess, would be. I always like the female. Actors a whole lot. I mean, I like like the actors a whole lot more because um, you do. they seem a whole lot more warm and open. You know, they want to hug you and shit. Yeah, I, I love, love that. You know, yeah, I love my favorite one. I guess would be Adrian Kane from from Friday Thirteenth. Oh, cool! She was so cool. I had to go back and tell her I was leaving when I was you know we were going. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yellow hair. She is so <laughs> tiny and adorable. She looks a lot taller on screen. Oh, most people and, uh, do. I guess my third one would be um. I always go see. The I gotta pause like it. I gotta pause. Like I said my third one. I gotta pause it real quick. Tall. Okay. I I am six foot four inches tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. You love to tell it. Yeah, it's. I am tall. a strong. You're human. a strong See, man. But let me tell you something. Yes. Let me. T- last time. Well, one. Uh, I think it was the last time I was. I was at uh, Horror Hound. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walking Dead was brand new. Oh yeah. Or something like that. I can't remember. But whatever. Daryl from The Walking Dead was there. And I remember oh, yeah. seeing him walk through. Daryl with the crossbow. Do you know that guy? My Daryl yes. that I love. Do you, he looks all badass on screen and stuff like he's that. He's tiny. Dude, that guy's a midget. Really? He is, he is, he's like, he's probably Well, weighs, you're 6'4". He weighs 100. That's, that's not he's normal five human foot, size. He's 5'4". 
100 pounds, dude. And so uh, maybe GW's a big tall so guy. So I got to rape him. If I dude, go to a convention you can, center. You could rape the we, holy shit out of him. He, I mean, I'm not, all I'm saying is, I mean, make sure he doesn't have his crossbow, but you can overpower that little man like it was your really? job. Is all I I'm could saying. just go, no. Oh my God. Like, yes. like, take him over in the bathroom, go, no, you listen to what I got to say. Yes. Like, like, totally confront him. Dude, he would be scared as shit of I a said, guy you like you. You shut up and get back there. Yes, dude. You he listen would, to what I've got to tell he'd you. He'd be like, thank you, sir, may I have another. Is what He's I'm just saying. waiting for someone to come in the bathroom to go, whoa. And I go, hey, no problem here. And I just. I I, I'm glad it's not just me because whenever I go to these horror conventions and stuff, I look at everybody and like, holy shit, these guys are small. Except yeah. for two of the guys I'm going to bring up coming okay. up for my answer. But Ooh. let's finish the G-dub. Uh, the worst ones, I don't know if he's having a bad day or something, but I think Jeffrey Combs is kind of a douchebag. Oh, because he was nice uh, to me. He's like a real Quit cool out. guy on screen and everything, but he was having a bad day. Who's I, Jeffrey Combs? By the way, that first, sounds familiar. I'm giving Shane the look of, of disgust. Jeffrey Combs. Who is Jeffrey Combs? See, that was he is the reanimator. Part. He is the reanimator. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, it sounds familiar, gosh. man. But I don't know everyone's name. I am totally disappointed in you. But here's names. You guys have a nice night. I'll talk to you real soon. Okay. And that was it. Cool. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks, man, for calling in. Even though it was the last minute, we got it. We got one more. I don't know every asshole's name. Me neither. And plus, I can't remember names, especially right now. But we got one more. I don't know who the shit this is, but we are going out Here with go. this person. We're going, going out, out with this, with person. this person. Hi, guys. It's Jamie. Oh, it's Jamie. It's Jamie. Hey. But I had to stop calling in for a while. Nice. I Good to hear from you. Had to regain the use of my right hand. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, I miss you guys, and oh, I just wanted to call We're and around. say hi and see how you're doing. We're good. And uh, I speak for both well, of us. I guess that's about it. <laughs> so, um, let the dirty comments ensue. <laughs> We're not dirty. We're classy. And You're hopefully, I'll talk to you soon. I hope you do. You're right. It has been a long time, Jamie, from Devour the Podcast. It's yeah. been a long time since we've heard from you. What do you think she's been doing since then? Uh, Probably podcasting, she's pro- for sure. She's a pod... I mean, I, okay. I guess if it were me and I was doing as many podcasts as she was, I'd be a podcast whore. But since she's a classy lady, she's just a podcast she's aficionado. doing a lot of podcasts. She's doing a lot of stuff. Okay. I, you know... That Writing happens. blogs and, and <laughs> notes. See, so what's your answer, man? Ah, uh, my answers. Uh, I, I, I've never been to a convention. Well, have you met a horror icon? I don't know that I... Man, you know, if I was to go to a horror convention, sure. I don't know that I want to go up and, oh, you and hang out with them it's and go... Fun. I mean, what do you say to them that makes any sense other than everything they've ever heard? I think you're good at your movie that I saw. <laughs> and I like that part when you said, hey, I got official clown business. <laughs> I love that. That's my thing. Fa- I don't know what to say to them. I'd probably stay in the background. Sure. I've met plenty of, uh, sure. you know, rock guys. Yeah. But like my, you were mentioning Michael Graves shit. and oh, yeah. who else were you mentioning? Uh, Jerry only met Jerry him. Only and either. Alan's right. Jerry cool only is a great guy. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Uh, just, uh, I don't know any horror yeah, that's icons. Cool. Well, anything. those guys are horror icons. I mean, they're in the misfits well, and shit. What are you going to do? You know, do? but meeting someone gone, you know, dude, Robert England, 
Oh, Forget it. I've never. I'm met not Robert gonna. I'm gonna. If I go to a horror convention, I'm not gonna walk up to Robert England and go bullshit. You know, I've got a problem with what you did, and I'm just gonna go. No, dude. Hey, hi. Of course you thank do. You. Of course you're gonna. And from what I hear, and if Robert I act retarded, name. then they give me autographs and pictures free. <laughs> <laughs> just act like do your Mary Matlin. Uh, impression. And you, you are on your, and I see all your movies. This is so offensive. Every I can't believe time I see your movies, you make me feel good in my soul. All right, here. here and, uh, and, he, and Robert <laughs> England says, not only does this guy drink, because right. he's coming with me oh, to the bar. And I say, ooh. thank you. And yes, I will have a shot of whatever you're having, if you're mine. <laughs> oh are you mine? Are you paying? <laughs> you paying? <laughs> okay, terrible. yeah, bye. Terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. What's terrible. yours? Okay, I got a, I got a best. I got a best. I got two bests and one worst. Two best and one worst, and I can't wait. I, Can I just say I can't wait to hear I'll, the worst? I'll, I'll start with the worst. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, say that. Okay, okay, that. okay. Two best. Let me do my second best. Okay. Okay. Second to first to worst. There was one time, and, and you know what's so funny is I didn't even meet him. Yeah. Okay. I did not even meet this guy, mm-hmm. but. Uh, do you know a little guy named uh, Corey Graham? He runs a little show called The Electric Chair. The Electric Chair. The best. I do know him. Yes, I know you do. The Electric Chair. He used to do a show called The Midnight Podcast. Okay. And while he was there, yeah. okay, he had a, a young man named yeah. Ken Foray. Oh, you know who Ken Foray? Yeah, is, I do. Okay, sir. Ken, Ken yes, Foray. Sir. It's funny because I, I, I've, I, after this, I met Ken Foray at uh, Horham, but. I was at home. I couldn't make it out to whatever. I can't remember what the con was, but Corey was out there. And he right. had Ken Bore call the bone phone. Well, the cadaver lab, the cadaver lab vo- phone. voicemail. And he was like, you mother effers. You can't make it out here. Who do you think you are? It just oh, left us this messy. It was so. Shit. It was badass, man. It that was, is awesome. It was so great, which was so cool, dude. But my number one favorite time. Okay. Yeah. You know me. I got to piss a lot. Oh, yeah. You like I, to piss a lot. I pee. I, yeah. I mean, I'm a human. I have biological functions. I got to sure. pee. Yeah. So after I ha- uh, I went and had a thing signed by Doug Bradley. By the way, Doug Bradley is mm. the first person I ever paid for an autograph. An autograph. Yeah. Later on that night, you know, we're having a good time. You know, discos, planes, shit like that. Disco. I go her. take a leak. I look around. And by the way, this is another instance where I'm like, holy shit, Doug Bradley is a tiny little dude. Yeah, yeah. Tiny. And he was there pissing right next to me. In the next stall. Pinhead I'm taking, next to I'm you. Taking, you know, I look over at him. Taking a squeeze. He looks at me and, you know, no words, but he just kind of nods and smiles. He, that was so amazing. Did you look over his partition? I at didn't know. I did. You just not. looked right at him, and he was like, "He's a British guy. He's a British guy. guy. I assume most British dudes have small penises, well, so they, I didn't want to embarrass them. They're proper. They carry a teacup with them. Sure. So they, you know, when they take a pee, they put the teacup. Yes. On the top yes. Go, hey. All right. That was one of the things, and it didn't mean a lot to him, but it meant it a lot meant to a lot me. To you. It meant a lot to me. My worst now. Okay, my worst. Give it. Do you know a little movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yes. Do you know that there was a remake of said movie? Sure. In, what was it, 2003 or something? Yeah. A guy who played that was a guy named Andrew Brynarski. Mm-hmm. And I'd known, I know Andrew Brynarski, Bry, uh, pardon me, 
from a movie called The Program, which came out in like 93 or 94. It's a football program. Yeah. In high school, we're like, we got together as a team and we're watching this. And, you know, we're like, oh, mother effing football yeah. shows. And we love football movies. And listen, yeah. I still love that movie to this day. So F you for judging me. No, I'm not saying anything. But just- he played Pinhead in 2003's uh, or sorry, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, let me tell you something about Brian Arson. Pinhead. Wait, wait. You no, no, I, I meant uh, Leatherface. Oh, did you I say it? Pinhead? Yeah, you said oh, Pinhead. Sorry, I meant Leatherface. So, Leatherface. Leatherface. So, so, so Dude, he was in the program. This guy. And now he's This guy in, is six foot five. Okay. So he, he. And he is big. So, that's, that's obviously something to, you know, he, you, I mean, you're feeling that. Well, okay. Well, you're this, feeling this, his, his, I'm, his I'm feeling his utter size. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah. sitting down at his table. Okay. Yeah. And me and uh, a buddy of mine named Slug, we're at the, we're at the horror hound convention. We walk right. up to it. Okay. And, uh, I'm like, Hey man, first of all, we walk up and within like six feet of them, yeah. there's like this beer fog. It's like this, it's like 11 AM or something. <sighs> this guy is so drunk oh, already. He's... Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna get Andrew Bernard. I love this mother effort in uh, freaking program. I love, you know, I actually really like the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let's pay twenty bucks to get this guy's autograph. So I went down there, I dropped twenty bucks, and he's talking to me. He's like this and that, right. but subtly he 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 kind of points down at the at his table, and it says autographs twenty five bucks. Oh, so you gave him a twenty? I gave him a twenty, and he's but like, he was like, uh, "Ding, ding, another fiver." But sir. here, but here's the thing: after I'm talking to him, I got a little scared because he was crazy, and he was obviously drunk to the point of like, oh, being so a he doesn't scary. even have the words in him to go. No, twenty-five. No. He just points to the sign. He, he just said, "I'm a big guy. You should understand. You're a big guy. You know, it costs a lot to keep this pump going. Uh, you know." And so he just kind of points down, and I'm like. And, and we've been talking, and I got a little scared. It's like this guy not only is he huge and like, but mus- he's looking at you kind of drunk goggle like. Yeah, and oh, I was gonna say, fucker. but he seems like he's out of control because he was. He was totally. Do you understand? He was it was like eleven a.m. and this guy was gone. Yeah. So I okay. So I'm like, oh shit! I reach back for my wallet. I pull it out. I'm like, oh my gosh! I hope I have a five because if I have a ten, I'm not asking this mother yeah. effort for change. Do you have change? Can you break a? F- yeah, I did not even dare. Ugh. So thankfully, I had a twenty-five. I had a five. Yeah. So I dropped that down. And at that point, I was like, "Sir, that is too much. Give me my twenty back. I am out. That's an outrage." I so did. you were about to drop the fiver, and then you went, "No, no, I, I wasn't. I thought about that. That came to my mind. I'm like, right. 20, 25 bucks. Who does this mother effer think he is?" Right. And I thought, "Overboard, to myself, asshole." And I'm like, "Overboard." I'll tell you who this mother effer thinks he is. A guy who could crush me like a bug. So right. I'm gonna let this guy have it. Okay, so I finally, thankfully, I had a five. I dropped it down. He signed it, and he thought he was so uh, so clever. It said, uh, "To Mike on a dike like a pike," and you know, signed Andrew Bernarski. He thought it was the funniest thing. Anyway, so I go, I leave. Okay, fine, whatever. I'm like, oh man, I'm glad I still have my hide. Right. Anyway, later on that night, dude, we're just hanging out in the lobby and stuff like that. And he's been walking back and forth, and he keeps saying, "Hey, you're that other big guy." Hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, hey, it's uh, pretty good, man. Like, What's he's up? the guy that paid twenty five. <laughs> exactly. Twenty. But but so I mean, so we've kind of had these these exchanges, right? But one, I was sitting there, I was sitting there in a chair, dude. This is great. And all of a sudden, he comes walking, and he had his handler oh, there. He comes walking like with this intense look on his face, like he wanted to kick the crap out of somebody, oh, and God. he was looking right at me, dude. Yeah. 
And he comes walking up and he comes closer. And I'm like, oh my, what's, what? What, what, what can this guy possibly want from no me? No shit. But he's walking right at me. He's looking right at me. He'd look away, look at me, look away, look at me. Oh, my God. And I'll tell you what I'm like. And I felt like all of a sudden my adrenaline just started to, to, to raise sure. up. I'm like, I'm about to get my ass kicked, but I'm not going down with the fight, man. I'm, I'm going to kill this guy. Out. You know, I'm like, I'm going to take him down. I'm going to wrestle him to the ground, or whatever and I will, I will pull his hair. And he had a big old beard yeah, and stuff yeah. and long hair. Oh, easy. But I'll tell you what, I'm like, I, I was so getting ready for a fight, dude. I was like, I don't know what this guy's oh, problems, yeah. but he's coming at me. But you know what? He walked right past me. And then all of a sudden, this feeling of relief just went over me, man. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he was going to kill me. Oh, dude, it was an emotional So where the hell did he go? That was it. I have no idea. I didn't care. He beat the shit out of some other I was just going to say, I am glad that it wasn't. You could have had a fighting chance at him. He beat the shit out of some (laughs) Some little little fucking guy (laughs) that fucking taunted him. I'll tell you what, man. I have to admit, I was a little bit scared. I don't really get scared of dudes, but then again, there there aren't many dudes that big. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty. I, I'm usually bigger than most dudes, and, he and was, he's got a handler. Oh my gosh, he's got was, a handler. It was. Oh my, I was. I gotta admit, I was a little bit scared. So I'm thankful that I went. Do you through. think it was your just your mind? Like maybe you, you were just maybe a little bit of your mind. No, he think, was. Well, he maybe, was, well, of course, well, of course. But I'm like, but he was looking right at me, yeah. dude. And I swear he was looking right at me. He looked, but we had this kind of. I thought we had this kind of kinship because we were big dudes. Well, you know? I think you were thinking where you were just like, oh fuck, he could see it in your eyes. Maybe like, fuck that fiber, Maybe. man. Maybe you want twenty five. Probably. That, I don't know what's going on. I thought I was going to get killed, but whatever. That's it. That's my story. That's a good fucking story. <laughs> I, you know what? It's a little bit embarrassing to admit because I'm like. You're a big dude. Because all I'm saying is Andrew Bernarski probably didn't even, he doesn't even remember who I am, whatever, but I thought I was a dead yeah, man. But, I but, thought but, I was but, a dead but. man. You can tell those dudes. <sighs> I mean, but even, he's cr- even, you know, even you know, now, he, though, you can tell this is a dude that probably there's a thousand people that could call in going, oh, I've got a story about oh, that sure. guy. Oh, sure. Oh, dude. And let me tell you something, too. I, I, gar- sounds unhinged. I guarantee you, yeah. and, 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 and I don't know for sure, but I still feel like confident enough to guarantee you yeah. that he, that guy was on steroids because he was so ripped and he was just so like his attitude was so out of control. Yeah. And I oh yeah, dude. You so, can tell in the oh, eyes. Yeah. It's like fuck. He's you. he was huge. And he, you know, he made me yeah, I And yeah. he had a handler. He'd go, I will break you in half. Well his handler like, his dude. handler was like walking behind him and yeah. small, normal sized dude and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, it was bad. Oh. Anyway, whatever. That's I don't fantastic. think I, yeah, I think I've told part of that story before, but I don't ever think that I've told how that scared, is fantastic. How scared I, I was when he was walking towards me. <laughs> I love I that. I think that now it's finally been long enough for me. I know to I finally can see admit. in your eyes. You're like, man, I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> I, mean, I thought I was a dead man. Yeah. I thought I was a dead man. What are you gonna do? Anyway, that's that, I, that's mine, man. Well, that's a, yeah. Well, that's it. Let because me, I, don't, I, I don't have any stories about. That well, shit, and so. I'll tell you what, man, that that was some scary. What's the shit. next uh, question for the? We app? got some questions of the episode coming up, man. This one was by <laughs> a young man named Johnny T. Oh my, Johnny T. Johnny T. Um, what horror movie has never had a sequel? 
but you think deserves one. Oh, that's a good one. So there you go. So I, yeah, I feel, I feel like it's pretty solid. So I hope to hear from Johnny T. Never had a sequel, but deserves a sequel. Or you wish they had a wish. sequel. Whatever. Okay, there you go. Bone phone, 385-351-9273. 385-351-9273. Let's go ahead and play one minute of Oingo Boingo Dead Man's Party and uh, come back to talk about it. Oh, good. Drive away the fear that comes with every
understand my intentions. Oh my heavens! Oh my heavens! Are we talking? We're talking about the ub, the boing boing, the bong, the boingo to the oingo. I call him the bong bong. I call him the oingo boingo from Los Angeles, California. Oingoboingo.com is where you can find the band. You can like them on Facebook. You can love them in your ear holes, <laughs> but you're going to love them one way or another. Absolutely. Am There's I right? No two ways wrong? around it, baby. Oh, yeah. Dead Man's Party, 1985, released October 28th, 1985. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 41 minutes long. Nine tracks, fifth studio album by the band. Cool. This album. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Is what? it their real fifth album? Or is I, it their know, fake I, know, album? I know, I know, I know, I know. You're going to call me out on that. All right, all right. But you know what? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, all right, we'll take it. And you're pissing me off already. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to lay that out. I'm going to lay it on your, between your thighs and Ooh, your legs. Really? You're, that's you're where, that's where my penis is, by the way. Uh, so, so. <laughs> Tons of other albums, and it is all available on Spotify. Beautiful, beautiful. Isn't it nice when you put on your pleasure section of Oingo Boingo oh, yeah. on Spotify? Absolutely. And you're just like, ah, it's all ah, there. Ah, ah, the little girls, they make me feel so good. I love <laughs> um, this band originally started in 1973, dude. Oh, that dude. freaks me out. That's old. That's that's the year that somebody I know was born. Yeah, me. Oh, okay. With Danny's older brother Richard. Oh, what happened to Richard Elfman? It was a theatrical styled group of performers in the vein of Frank Zappa, the Mystic Knights of the Oingo. Richard was gaining more interest in films and such. Sure. So he turned the reins over to Danny Elfman. How pissed off are you <laughs> if you turn over when you're just this little local rocker band? Sure, and you go, "Hey, little Dan, Dan." Yeah, and then it turns into what it is. To- Aren't you pissed? You know what? I'm happy for my little brother. I gotta say, you're that, happy for. But him. there's this part in my back of my mind. I'm like. That little you don't piece get of shit. Yeah, he's a millionaire. I'm making twenty seven grand a year trying <sighs> to make films. Shit. Yeah, and he's like, hey, I'm just gonna bust these. He turns the reins over, and where where'd he go? Uh, Elfman went off to like uh, you know Europe or something for like uh, you know a walkabout or something. Well, that's what you do there. Yeah, and, and then he comes back, and he's like, you know, I'm I'm getting into film or whatnot. Sure. Well, he's so a- I'm gonna turn it over to you, sure. and he goes. Okay, I'm going to do it. Make it feel so good. I will. And then what does Richard do? He's he wants to punch burgers. him in the goddamn well, eyes. He's, well, listen, flipping burgers is a noble cause. I'm not trying to insult anybody, but it just doesn't make the same kind of money that total rock stardom makes. I mean, what would you do if you were de- dealing with uh, uh, Richard Elfman? I don't know, man. I've surpassed all of my little brothers in the career everything. and everything, so I have nothing to worry. I, I don't know. I can't relate. And your brother, Scott, might be listening right now and go, thank you very much, asshole. Scott right now. Is- I surpassed all my brothers in everything that does anything in life. Right now, Scott's like, that piece of shit. You I know how to use an AR-27 fully automatic. 
I I fought for your country, mother effer. Ugh. Yeah, he I'm, fought for your country, yeah, he asshole. Did. He did. And you're gonna say you surpassed him? Um, oh well, I'm a God. bitch. I'm a son of a bitch. When's the first time you ever heard Oingo Boingo? Oh man, it, I'll tell the you the first what. song you ever heard. I know what it is, but, and I'm a little bit ashamed. Um, there was a little show, a little movie, okay, about two dudes, two nerdy dudes who put bras on their heads. Mm-hmm. And the whole, it was called Weird Science. Weird Science. And I saw that movie and I'm like, oh my gosh. By the way, the, the model in that. Oh. Who, What's her name? I don't uh, remember. Jessica Bill. I No, it definitely was not uh, her. Cassandra Johnson. It was, it may have been her, but I don't think so. Asia Carrera. Yes, it oh. was her. But all I'm saying is, is, by the way, she was like my my adolescent spank bank yeah. for so many years, dude. Oh, I loved that movie. And I'm thinking, here I am, nerdy little, nerdy little Mike Cadaver. Oh my gosh, I need to make a woman. Yeah, yeah. It never worked out for me. Let me tell you the first time I heard them. Okay. Um, and I cannot recall if it was Saturday nights or Sunday nights. Okay. But there was this little show called Doctor Demento. What? That's where I heard um, La Isla Gilligan. Mm-hmm. And before. Dr. Demento How, how would was start. Oingo Boingo on there? Oh, well, okay, be, okay. before what? Dr. Sorry, Demento would start, this is way, 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 way back. Poke it I mean, out. We're talking, uh, we're talking uh, breaking days. Oh, yeah. This is Ab- 80s. No, without a doubt. Absolutely. It came on at 10 o'clock on Rock 103. I know that. There was this little show that they would do. It was about a half hour, mm-hmm. and they did this weird punk and new wave stuff okay. that's where i heard sig sig sputnik okay. and all these weird bands and i heard only a lot really gonna only a lot <laughs> and i was like "Ooh, it's our responsibility but it would always lead into you know that half hour and then it would go into dr demento and that's where i heard only a lad sure. by Boingo, Boingo, the Boingos. Sure. Uh, what would you say the genres are? Here's the thing. When, when, uh, can I, can I, can I go off a little? I bit? want you to. You know how I want you, you to know go how sometimes I take a pleasure. long path to answer I, the question. Of course. I was reading about this, and I'm like, and I got to be honest with you, I never heard Oingo Boingo before this phase. But a lot of people say, oh, you know, these guys are new wave. They're kind of synth pop type of stuff. But, I mean, I don't see, I don't really feel like this, especially this album, um, is, in, like, it's not New Order. You no, know, no, it's no. It's not no, Depeche no, Mode. No. And so, I mean, but but the thing is, is it's kind of close. It's quirky and whatnot. And, uh, you know, so, so, you know, it kind of fits in there. But the thing is, is I don't think it fits in really any genre. It's not like... Uh, like like what I was saying earlier, it's not like any other music that we've uh, talked about on the show. Or nor will it ever be duplicated. No, absolutely not. But the one thing that kind of makes this band stand out from all those other bands, you know, and yeah, I mean, maybe you put in Stay from this album in that, in that uh, synth pop type mm-hmm. of 80s type of thing. But there is a madness in this band. Yeah. In Danny Elfman's music that's just... This sets it apart. And there is something a little bit off about that guy. And it is beautiful. That is words to live by. Sure. He is a mastermind. Yes. Not only has he made fantastic music with this band, but he's went on to do other things. 
This guy is not a one-hit wonder. No, He's not absolutely. a one-album wonder. He is a true talent. Mm-hmm. Where it, it's like when you when you know that it's Danny Elfman, you go, God damn it, I well, love and that. You, and you can tell. I mean, and it's not it, the thing is, it's not like he has like like a certain sound. Oh, that's Danny Elfman. I can totally tell because I mean, he's you know, he got into soundtrack stuff like that. I mean, this guy did the, you know. Uh, uh, things like Nightmare Before Christmas, and you know, right. he feels, and those are great tunes. And he was the voice of Jack Skellington and whatnot. Yeah, but he also did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yeah, he wrote all the music for that. And it's like there, it's like here's this guy who has. You can, I mean, you this can. This guy has had a giant career. You can. It's you can, huge. You can tell when it's him, but. You, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything he does sounds the same because sure. it doesn't. Absolutely. It doesn't, but you can tell when there's. I, I keep coming back to this when there's a little bit of like everything's normal, but there's like a like you know when you get like your your diet uh, Pepsi, you know, your uh-huh. wingers. You go out and you get your wingers. You get your wings, right? They bring you out your diet Pepsi. I okay? love the wingers. I, I do oh love wingers. God, that's but good. you give you give that little you know that little lime they put on the cup and you squirt it in. Put the lime and the coconut. Squeeze okay, it out. but oh. what I'm saying is it's like regular. It, he has he has like great regular? music, but then you have that little squeeze of madness. Yeah, that he puts totally. into it, and that's what that's. I mean, that has lasted from. I mean, uh, from Oingo Boingo all the way through his career to totally. film scores to what have you. Well, here's what Wikipedia says. They say Good. New Wave. Wikipedia say, also said that Pantera had five albums. Well, they got a, okay. well, you know, on that, I'm going to say that was my deuce because oh, okay. I know <laughs> okay. what Pantera album is what. No, but, I'm starting to doubt that, but whatever. New wave, alternative rock, experimental, art punk, and ska. Dude, here's yeah, the thing: hard. is back in that day, uh-huh. early. I watched this documentary about old school punk, and they had, they had every, Agnostic Front and sure. Black Flag and, and everything straight up that was heading punk. out to CBGBs sure. to play. Right, and these guys early in their career. We're rocking that place. Sure. And they had saxophones. CBGBs, they had everything. And, the Burt's Tiki Lounge in and, New York. And like you said, with his madness, yes. he stole that shit. I'll bet he did. He took I'll it. bet he did. I mean, you had those hardcore bands that were going full board, but those guys, and, and we're talking Danny Elfman in a wife sure. shirt. Oh, really? Going, yeah, let's do our shit. Sure. But. It was beautiful because he was this like this guy is fucking crazy, he is, and he this is music mad. is fantastic. He's mad, there's no one like it. He broke the boundaries. He did. Um, these guys have a unique sound that I don't think anybody will ever recreate. No, absolutely not. I don't think a Danny Elfman or that band will ever happen again. No, they have staying power. They do. I call it staying power. <laughs> I mean, from 1973, and sure, sure the, the first album didn't come out till like 81, uh-huh. something like that. Sure. But this guy is a master of the craft. He is. He, he is a god. Okay. All right. Uh, what are your favorite tunes, he, baby? Here, here's Dolphin. the problem. Okay, let me, can I, can I say one other thing before I we get into my favorite tunes? I would love you. Yes. Most of, you know, I am, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a man. Uh, 
I was a little bit young in the, especially the early '80s and whatnot, and the mid '80s to really be into music of my own. Okay, sure. you know, I kind of leaned, gleaned off with, oh, hey, my uncle's pretty cool. Here's what he listens to. Whatever. Here's what I'm saying. He, I didn't really get into Oingo Boingo until maybe '90, '89, '90, and yeah. by that time they had a ton of shit. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff out. And, you know, it's like I'm sitting here going, I don't know what is on what album, whatnot. Okay. And I, th- if I believe by the time 90 rolled around, they mm-hmm. were broke up. They I, were done. And it could be. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, is I don't know which, which songs were on which album. So when we start, you know, and I've kind of just gone, oh, I like this song, this song, this song, this song. Yeah. Uh, so when we actually did this for the show, I'm like, okay, well, let's listen to Dead Man's Party start to finish. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, it didn't have a lot of songs that I love from this band. Um, but uh, as far as just talking about this album by itself, right. there are nine tunes on it, mm-hmm. and seven of them, I feel like, are huge, awesome tunes. Mm-hmm. Just Another Day. Just Another Day. <laughs> I love it. Great yeah. tune. Dead Man's Party. Of course, that's a classic. Yeah. I mean, we see that a lot. Heard somebody cry. No one lives forever. That's a, that's oh, another yeah. one that's oh, huge. Yeah. You know, stay. I think it's good, even though it's kind of more conventional. I think yeah. stay. Um, Fool's Paradise. Mm-hmm. I love. Fool's yeah. Paradise. And then Weird Science because, of course, uh, not only is that a great tune, but uh, it brought me into the spank bank moment. Oh, so tell us. But the thi- tell us about the spank bank. <laughs> I'm moment. not going to tell you about that. But that's seven songs out of nine, and yeah. it's not like the other two were bad. It's just that that's a hard act to follow. Those seven yeah. songs, and so I put those seven songs on our Corpse Cast Best of, mm. and I feel like I could have put all nine from this album on. Yeah, I do. It's a great album. It's a great album. It, it is, is but, not. But the thing is, is Johnny Krug says it's not their best. No, it is not. What's my best? favorite album? Only a line. Their first okay, album. What's on it? It's my favorite tune. Uh, my all-time favorite sure. tune is "Little Girls." I oh, love that song. I, I, I love that song. <laughs> Only a lad. Sure. It's just that album, and I've got that on vinyl. It's just a fantastic album. This album, I've got to say, you know, it's all the all yeah. the good ones. Weird yeah. Science, yes. Dead Man's Party. Oh yeah. Uh God, I want to give a bone saw to everything up <laughs> until the first live album. Oh, really? I, I I do. I just want to go bone saw everything up until that point. Really? Th- but I'm gonna give this a high buy. You know? Can I can I tell you something? What? In 1994, they came out with an album called Boingo, just Boingo, because I don't know what the deal was, but they decided that they were too cool for the whole name Oingo Boingo. They came out mm-hmm. with a song, hey, as you do, as you do. But they came out with a song called Insanity. Insanity. I remember listening to that song and just yeah. being blown away. Yeah. I, I know Johnny Krug. This is not he, he couldn't get into this, but that song really, yeah, resonated and that's with a me. great song. It's it a is. great song. Hey was really good too, but those two songs were uh, were good. But I agree, the album's not is it, you know it's not like as iconic as this one. No, I will say that Insanity's probably one of my favorite Oingo Boingo tunes. But this album is great, man. It's amazing. I mean, dude, you cannot beat it. Every single person on the planet has heard. Little dressed up with nowhere to go. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I mean, it sure. makes you want to dance. It makes you want. You've heard him on the goddamn movies. He does a ton of shit, which may or may not play into the trivia. Oh, but oh, you know, I mean, the guy is busy and he makes great music. And the thing is, is it's like, um, and that's I, not to, to to cut down anyone else that no, was on sure, the albums, sure. but it's like. I mean, Danny I, Elf, listen, Danny Elfman's a talent. He is a he is he, a musical talent. There's no doubt about it. Anybody that can come up with he's same, like the Jesus the Christ. And then you've got John Christ or whatever that's like, "Oh, whatever." <laughs> yeah, you're not the prophet. You're not the son of God. So, whatever, bro. No, but I mean, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and then everything else. I mean, Nightmare, let me tell you something. Nightmare Before Christmas. That yeah. is like me and my kids Favorite movie, and that is Danny Elfman on uh, John Skellington's. Well, that's his whole. Well, of course. Well, he's got a beautiful voice, and there's no doubt about it. But I mean, he wrote all the music for that. Oh yeah, he works a lot with Tim Burton. You know, he did Corpse Bride, all sorts of stuff. And you know, and the thing is, you look on his IMDb. I mean, there is innumerable. You know, well, not real, not. I mean, I I say that figuratively, obviously, but I mean, he he he's busy. He's whatever. Um, it's really interesting to see that he came from a place that made basically pop music, but with with an edge of with like a squirt like that line of madness. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where he came from, and still was very popular. With Absolutely, him. it's a fine line to do. I hear you. You know, and uh, and and the guy is just talented. He is. He is. There's no two ways about it. So you're coming down on. I'm coming down on a high buy on this one. Yeah, I would give this a bone saw. But uh, I still, I I just have to compare it to those ones. To me, I think to the, I think this album to a lot of, pardon me, to a lot of people would be a bone saw, but because of personal taste and whatever, this is a high, pardon me, a high high buy. I give um, it a high buy. I give everything that that Oingo Boingo does a bone saw. Really? I mean, okay. up to the first live album. All right, man. What was wrong with the first live album? Well, I mean, I like that. I, I, I do like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called, but I mean, those first three albums were sure. just like, oh, man, everything, everything that I love about Oingo Boingo is on those first three albums. And let me tell you something, too. I mean, you may be, you may be asking yourself, well, why is a horror podcast talking about a band like Oingo Boingo, which is pretty mainstream, especially back in the day? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man. There were creep. It, the the mood of the album is creepy. There's there's madness involved. Sure, you know, not on every single tune and whatnot, but I feel and, like this fits right in. And we can do whatever the hell we want. Well, that too, right? You know, I we mean, can do whatever the hell we want. That too, sure. Okay, we don't we want to. We don't need to get belligerent. By the way, we're doing Buck Cherry next week. <laughs> Cold hot bitch. That's oh, yeah, Jet. That's not that. Buck Cherry at all. I just know that you're horny bitch. Cold hot bitch. That's Ooh. Jet. I'm sorry. I I've got a trivia challenge. So you're coming down on the high buy, and I'm high coming buy, down on the high buy. Okay. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Loved let's it. talk about oh. Danny Dan. The Dan Dan Oh, Elfman. great. Okay, okay, right. okay, okay. This guy has been part of the Simpsons music department. Dun, He's dun, done dun, dun, a ton dun. of TV as well as movies. Uh the guy is all over the place. Beetlejuice and all that. You oh, know, yeah. He's done, he's he's done scores for everything. Sure. Nightmare Before Christmas. By the way, are, is this trivia all going to be about you humming his tunes and me naming it? No, no, no. Oh. no, no. <laughs> what I'm going to do for you tonight, okay. all right. what I'm going to pleasure you in your Ooh. palace with, really? Ooh. what I'm going to taint you with, Ooh, what I'm going to lay down on your <laughs> vaginal cavity, is 
What I'm going to do is I'm going to do, I thought I would do something different. Okay, cool. I would give you the year, the IMDb score, and the synopsis. Okay. Of the film? Of the film that he was a composer for. Oh, perfect. Okay, let's do it. And here's the thing. Okay. You may or may not have heard of these scores that he's done. So oh, shit. Can don't I, think Beetlejuice. Don't think Night of Christmas. Uh, can I open up uh, IMDb real quick? When, no, you can't, oh, no, no, you okay. can't do oh, no. that. Okay. So we're going right. to go ahead and All right, hit number let's do one. It. Let's do it. This is 1990, and IMDb gives it a 6.2. Okay. A community of mutant, mutant outcasts of varying types and abilities attempt to escape the attention of a psychotic serial killer and a redneck vigilante with the help of a brooding young man who finds them. Oh my gosh, what was that again? <laughs> 1990. 1990, IMDb gives it a 6.2. A community of mutant outcasts of varying types and abilities attempt to escape the attention of a psychotic serial killer and redneck vigilante with the help of a brooding young man who finds them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. That sounds a little bit like, uh, oh, what's that? What's that movie? Okay, no, that's not. Mutants? Kent is, it's based on a novel. That's it? What novel is it based on? If I give you that, you're going to know. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Cabal. Oh, oh, he did the he did the uh the uh uh the soundtrack for Nightbreed? Turn up the radio. Really? I did not this know. This is that. all composed okay. by Danny Elfman. I did not know that he did that. How about that, man? All in his credits, all composed. Oh Go to IMDb. Look up Danny the Elf Elf Elferman. <laughs> can, can I say one thing too? It. By the way, uh, you know the movie that I brought up, uh, uh, the program. Yeah, the guy who was the main guy in that was the quarterback in the program. Oh, I love it. That was my favorite. The movie. guy who was the main guy, like, the brooding young man. Yes, in he Nightbreed. was. Oh, that's he, he was the quarterback in the program. I hated. Way, I hated that guy. By the way, that guy. That movie was like. You say 1993, 1994, Mike. Hey, what's your favorite movie? The Program. The Program. Yes. That's it. There you go. That's all there is the to it. The only sports movie I like was that one with Al Pacino where he's a drunk cocaine star. With, with a dude with a giant dick in it? I don't know. Any given Sunday? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I can't remember. Al Pacino was in that. Was there big dicks in it? There was one big dick in it. And what? what's her name? Was uh, it black with veins? Or, well, I of mean, course it was a black guy. Come uh, on. Duh. Did uh I said big dick. Did uh oh <laughs> did uh did uh did he grab it and go, that's a fucking ding dong. No, what what, what was the what was the chick in uh, the mask? You know, Cameron Diaz. Oh yeah. She was in it. Was that the movie you're talking about? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. That. Whatever. I remember watching it. I was like stoned or something. I was drunk as shit or something. But oh, that guy's so got a giant I remember, dick. I remember them being at a bar and, and it was like spacey. You know, it was like really weird. Like, <laughs> I don't remember. We got to get the big game together, asshole. <laughs> All right. All right. Number All two. Right. Here number two. 2011. IMDb gives this a 7.1. Holy cow. Set in the near future where robots, boxing, 
is a top sport. Whoa. A struggling promoter feels he's found a champion in this discarded robot. Oh, my gosh. During his hopeful rise to the top, he discovers he has an 11-year-old son. Oh, my gosh. Who wants to know his oh. father. Wolverine stars in it. I know that. And Wolf- that's your hint. Wolverine that's, stars in it. I know that, oh. that that and that was literally your hint. <laughs> Dude. Wolverine stars in this. Dude, you know what's so funny is my wife just watched this. I walked my wife. I walked in and I'm like, what the hell is this? She's and she said, It's this movie. And I'm like, Oh, that's like, all I've got for it you. It looks like is you just got it. Hint was Wolverine stars in this. So you got the hint too. Big lady friend. Say it one more time because I need a. I need to uh... set in the near future, where robot boxing is a top sport. A struggling promoter feels he's found a champion in this discarded robot. During his hopeful rise to the top, he discovers he has an eleven-year-old son who wants to know his father. Can I get some points of knowing that the eleven-year-old son did like some? He did a dance that the robot behind no, him did a dance. No, no, you have to, you have oh to come gosh. through because wow. you stole the hint, which was Wolverine's in it. Real Steel, turn, turn up, up the radio. I did not wow. know. Well, okay, I just remember the. Oh my gosh, I that was a pretty damn good movie. By the, I did not see it. I, Me and my kid watched that. It was, it was kind of a co- pretty cool movie. Was it? Did you feel yeah. like you were Wolverine and Jonas no. was the the kid? No, no? Okay. no. I was just like, man, we walked out. I was like, by the that's way, a, let me let me tell you something. Movie. I was sitting there watch. I was sitting there listening. I'm like, I've never seen the movie, but my wife loves it. She loves anything with Wolverine in it. Yeah. Uh, by the way. Uh, Hugh Jack Hugeman. Yeah. And uh, so basically, I mean, he's I mean, he's pretty handsome. Mother would she effort. watch a porno if it was him just stroking? No, she wouldn't because she's a nice girl. I know. But what? But would well, I would. Okay. I would. I, I would probably have to ask her. Yeah. You might like, ask man, her. when Mike's away, the no, kitty will play. You know, and that's when fine. The, that's I right. just don't want to know about it because I'll tell yeah. you what. I mean, there's some shit that I watch. I'll tell you right around. now, if there was like a video of. Hugh Jackman just Jack stroking. <laughs> my problem. My, the, I bet she'd watch it. The problem is, is I think that, he, that that Hugh Jackman is Australian, right? Yeah. So he's from England, and he and, can sing and dance oh, and all. He was he's in like Les a Mis. Triple threat. He was in Les Mis. But the problem is, is I think that he's got a small penis, and so I don't know if he'd make a movie like that. Well, I don't think that at all. I think. I bet is. he's got a nice one. I bet he's got a nice. Maybe I'd like not, to see it. I'd like to see it. Maybe Let's, not a big giant one, sure. but well, I bet he's got a. I got a, I think he's got a pleasurable sized one where it's like, wow, that's that's you know. If, Listen, if I was watching Hugh Jackman jerk off, let me tell you something. I normal go, dudes like us. That's not a bad, normal dudes like us have not nothing else except for thinking like triple threat talents like Hugh Jackman have small penises. Okay, so let me have this. There, okay? you gotta have, have a this. big fucking ding dong. <laughs> To just get out there and dance and he, sing and listen, be Wolverine. I love that. that guy. I, You know what? Women want him. Men want to be him. I want to be Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Let's move on. Number three, 2002. IMDb gives us a 7.2. That's high. A retired- whoa, 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 whoa. Can I go back? What did Real Steel get? Real Steel got a 7.1. No way. Yeah, this is IMDb. Wow, maybe this I should watch for, it. This is for real. It is maybe a good movie. It. Okay, maybe because that's pretty high for... Uh, I mean, it's one of those kind of Rocky robot... I love like, Rocky. Yeah! You know me. I love Rocky. Rocky 4. I hate Russians forever, but I do love Rocky. 
Yeah. What was that guy's name? Dracovich? Oh, no, Remember? Ivan Drago. Drago, yes. I must break you. Oh, that... Don't F you. that guy, man. Now, wouldn't you have liked to say that to that fucker that came up to you at the at the indie con? <laughs> and just look at him and say, I must break you. And then, boom, you end your story with, dude went down like a ton of bricks. Uh, yeah, that would have been great, but it never would have happened. He uh, would have killed me. 2002, IMDb, 7.2. Wow. A retired FBI agent with a psychological gift is assigned to help track down the Tooth Fairy, Ooh. a mysterious serial killer. Aiding him is an imprisoned criminal genius. Dude, 2002? Are we talking uh, a red dragon? Turn up the radio! Dude, you're busting these. I didn't think. Cool. Man, man, you are... <laughs> you, you're doing good. That's I'm surprised impressive. they got real steel. I have to. I have to admit, I'm surprised that. One. Why do I think that you're just like some weird nerd that goes through IMDb all day <laughs> long when you're not doing anything? Because else? you would be totally like, wrong about uh, seven point two eight. <laughs> oh, I got it. <laughs> all right, here we go. Okay, number four, and you're three for three. I'm three for three. I'm okay. I need one more Dude. to win. Number four, two thousand six, IMDb, five. Point seven. Okay. 2006. Berated all his life by those around him. A monk follows his dreams and dons a mask to moonlight as a Mexican wrestler. <laughs> Nacho Libre. <laughs> no. Turn up the radio. No way he did not yes. turn the radio. Yeah. Wow, okay, awesome. And my hints were, Chancho, I need to borrow some sweats. <laughs> That's and, beautiful, uh, dude. Do you know I had diarrhea since <laughs> Easter's? <laughs> and, hey, save me some of the corns. Save me some of the corns for later. I'm surprised Nacho Libre yeah. got above a five. I got to be honest with five you. Five points. I'm, I love that movie. I, dude, it's a great movie, but a lot Save of times. some of that corn. A lot of times, my taste and the people on the, the rating movies on IMDb's taste, they don't align. One of the greatest movies <laughs> ever, dude. I love Nacho Libre. Dude, that was great. Awesome. All right, number five. So you're four and four. Yeah. This is all gravy for this you. This is all now. gravy, baby. Do you know I've had the diarrhea since <laughs> Easter's? Where's the chips? <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> Where's I can the still, chips? I can still see Jack Black. In those Maybe it's wh- time for me to find a new duties. <laughs> you love it. You I love that it. movie. I dude. love that. Movie. Love it. All right, number five, two thousand three. IMDb eight point zero. Holy shit! A son tries to learn more about his dying father by reliving stories. And miss, he told about his life. Real big fish. Turn up the radio. You want to know how I knew that? I've never seen that movie, but that's a Tim Burton. I did not know that Danny Elfman did that, but I did know that Danny Elfman did a movie about that. All right, sorry that uh, Tim Burton did a movie about that. Yeah, well, (laughs) you're good. F me. But you are real good. You are real good. Real good fish. Real good fish. Sweet. 2013, IMDb Ooh. gives it a 7.5. No shit. 
A small-time magician with dubious ethics arrives in a magical land and must decide if he will go good man or great one. What? 2013? Hint? Where's my hint? Where's my hint? I can't give that to you. Well, oh, why not? Well, okay. We'll say it again then. Give me what you can. <laughs> I'm a magician? A small time magician. <laughs> With dubious ethics, arrives in a magical land and must oh, decide dude, are you if talking he will about- be a good man or a great one. Are you talking about the the new Oz movie that's not even out? Turn up! Radio! Oh, yeah, dude. We had to throw something yeah. in from the new that he's working sure. on. Uh, that, you, know, you know what's that's cool? That's the Dan Dan. You know what's Dan cool Dan about Elfman. Danny Elfman? Is we're talking about a guy whose career started in 73. Yeah. He's he's still going strong, man. Good Now, listen to this. He's also done The Wolfman, Charlotte's oh, Web, yeah. oh, cool. Dead Presidents. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Milk. Wait, wait, wait. Dead Presidents, like the, the hip-hop the hip- urban hip- stuff? A hippie to the hippie is the whole hip- time. Hip- hop, take take a blue step and take a bite. That's good. Okay, cool. Milk. Okay, with that. Nine. Batman. Men in Black, whoa, 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 Spider-Man, The Frighteners, Dolores Spider- Claiborne, Dark Shadows, no. and Hitchcock. Well, I assume Dark Shadows because that's the Tim Burton and uh, Johnny Depp. I wonder if Johnny Depp and Danny Elfman are huge buddies because Tim Burton, Danny Elfman, Johnny Depp, they're like synonymous. And, and Tim Burton's wife gotta be oh yeah she's in that because she's in yeah they 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 give her like pity roles i love her don't get me wrong i love her she's 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 something she's all right sometimes i love her she was in fight club and she was hot as shit in that yeah but that's all i got dude so you you win you're the big winner you always feel i feel pretty good about you yeah you do okay (laughs) all right folks so here's the thing Uh uh-huh I'm going to go ahead and throw out an apology right now. Oh. I've not got a uh, a trailer for a mare yet, but I'm positive. I'm not going to get anything that you guys can understand, but I'm going to put it in here anyway. Okay, we're going to be talking about a movie, A Mare from 2009. Mm-hmm. Here's the trailer. Oh. You heard it. You probably, like I said, I don't know right now, yeah. but you probably didn't understand a word that was just going on there. No. Okay, with the trailer. I'm sorry, people, but it's a French slash Belgian film. Yeah. Hey, but they do like the frosh fries and the frosh, frosh bread. bread and the 
Frosh. Dip. Yeah. Yes, thank you. You know what's funny is I have a lot in common with this movie because I love all three of those things, man. Well, me too. <laughs> of course you do, dude. But am I a pig over here? Yes, kind of. Right. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about a movie called The Mare uh, from 2009. IMDb gives us a 6.2. You know, I think Ooh. solely on the fact that this is an artistic movie. Can we just say that right now? Sure. It's art house trash. Can we say that? Yeah, before it's, we even it's artsy fartsy, dartsy and smartsy. Artsy fartsy, tartsy and smartsy. Okay, uh, this was written and directed by a duo of folks, uh, Helene. I'm by the way, I'm going to butcher every single name on this. If you don't like it, turn it off now. Yeah, because but it, it, keep it, it on. Well, uh, yeah, please keep it on. We're okay. Yeah, I'm trying to do my best, folks. Spit it out, Helene Catet. Uh-huh. That and, sounds good. And Bruno For- Forzani. Forzani. That's you know good. what's funny is we actually saw something that both of these guys wrote and directed recently. Me and you, Shane, and me, and Lauren. Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, City of the Living Dead. <laughs> no, ABCs of Death. Oh, oh, they were in there. Oh, it's for orgasm. Oh. Which makes a lot of sense because this is a pretty sexually charged film, right? I mean, oh, now I want to go back and remember that one. By the way, I've watched it since then. It's as good on the small screen as it was on the big screen. I I feel like I went out and went pee-pee time. <laughs> for during, oh, for oh. orgasm? There was bubbles and ladies having orgasms. That's all you need to know. Yeah, so, I think I went pee-pee time. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry. Um, this starred uh, Cassandra Foray mm. is Anna is mm-hmm. a child. Charlotte Eugene Gilbold mm-hmm. Gilbo is Anna is an adolescent. Uh, Marie Boss is Anna is an adult, grown up lady. Yes, yeah, she was. It also starred Bianca Maria D'Amato is Anna's mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Claven is a taxi driver who is a bitch though. D'Amato. <laughs> Oh, you, she was a bitch. No, no, it was a dude. It was the taxi driver, dude. Uh, he was a bitch. He, okay. okay, okay. I just don't didn't know we were talking about the same dude. Uh, Delphine Brual as Graciela. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jean Michael Vavik mm-hmm. is and his dad and Bernard Marbay. Mar Marbakes. Marbakes. If, if I'm if I'm pronouncing it how I would pronounce it in English. Uh, is Anna's dead grandfather. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Um, I like okay. dead papa. Sure. I'm going to go ahead and try to go over the plot, okay? Here okay, we go. do it. I'm a little bit, I, I feel like I have a lot of pressure on me because this is rough, dude. It this is, is a rough is one, a but rough. go ahead and do it. There's not really a straight narrative. There were three segments of this film all right. about Anna. Okay, and... I had to read something about this to really kind of understand what was going on. So what I'm going to do, is, and I don't... Wait a minute, wait a minute, Okay, okay. You had to read something. No, no, I, I watched the movie. Because I, I just get to watch the movies. Well, I read some from IMDb that kind of gave me an okay, idea okay, of what's I, going I, on. I, okay, I, I, re- I, I think I read the same thing, okay. so let's talk about Basically, it Basically, uh, there's three key moments. Right. In Anna's life. And I'm going to ask you about that. Okay. All of them sensual, Mm -hmm. but they define Anna's life. Right. In her carnal search for, you know, basically, okay, here's the thing. All 
<laughs> oh my gosh, this is a bizarre. This it's is a bizarre. weird. This is a weird movie to talk about. Basically, we have three parts of this movie, right? All of which Anna stars in in three different parts of her life. Okay, mm-hmm. and every part of this life, it kind of molds her as a person, right? And all of them were sensual. Yeah, all of them were sensual. Yeah, well, it's French, right? So those guys are pretty sensual, right? But Except I mean, for martyrs and okay, what well, exactly and all that? How shit. do you break down the French sensual? All I'm saying is, how this, do you break that down? This wasn't a part of the new French Revolution in in gore and horror. This was kind. Right. I mean, this is a horror movie, but it's not kind of one of those shocking, over the top, you know. Uh, torture porny films that you know we've talked about like like i don't know if if you would suggest that frontiers or martyrs was torture porn but you know what i'm saying those were over the top and crazy man right this movie was um i think it 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 actually aligned more with kind of the art house type of cinema agreed you know and so you know let's move on let's talk about the three segments shall we uh, well, actually, before I get into that, I wanna I wanna go ahead and, and, and describe my experience throwing in this DVD. Okay. I put in the DVD. I close the door. Okay. And right there, I'm looking at the DVD menu. I'm gonna be that guy from uh, Police Academy. <laughs> sure. And the thing is, this had the music, had the look and feel of an old Italian giallo. Would you agree yeah. or disagree? Dude, from the, I mean, here's what I've got to say about that. Okay. I totally agree with you. Okay. We are kind of on a mind meld oh, with the video show and the audio show. Sure. Because sometimes I wonder if you look at my notes. <laughs> because we get so close to sure. right on the money. <laughs> right. But you are right. Because the opening credits right. and the DVD display menu, and the music sure. everything sounded looked and liked a 70s style if this was a 70s argento film i would have yeah. not been but surprised at all this 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 totally looked like it and the thing is with those yali it's like you know they have t- they have violence they have sex they have you know colors and you know in all sorts of artistic type of uh, you know, the, the directors take artistic. Uh, yeah, they got call? all artistic and oh, shit all shit. over the. They well, squirted artistic. Well, all over and what this. I'm gonna say is, so I was thinking, okay, well, this is gonna be. I, I I feel like you know from the DVD menu, I feel like I know what what's in store. Totally. But you know what? I was wrong. Totally wrong. Because <laughs> that's you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Totally wrong. Okay, so let's start off with the with with the uh, plot. And I feel like I'm going to, where are we right now? We're about at uh, two hours and 15 minutes in the show. But I feel like I'm going to spend a little bit more time on the plot on this than I Go, would. Go, baby. Usually. I'm not going to cut you off. Go. All right. Part one. Anna is a very young girl. Maybe she's eight or nine years old. Uh, she's living in a beautiful dark mansion with her mother and her father. Uh-huh. Very cold looking. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, I mean, these people got money, obviously. In fact, uh, I mean, it, it kind of comes down to because we get a scene where Anna's in her bedroom. And it kind of just looks like, you know, uh, a, a bedroom where an old person would sleep. Because it's very nice, very, you know, kind of classic furniture and decor and whatnot. But here's a little girl staying in there. 
Uh, but there's something going on with her parents, and they seem to be talking back, back and forth in a very intense manner. But, uh, you know, I mean, we see what they're saying because we've got subtitles and whatnot, but we don't really understand what they're saying yet. Right. Yet. Yeah. Okay? We don't know what they're talking about yet. We find out that there is a character named Graciela. I don't really know who she's supposed to be, but I do know that she's part of the family, okay? Yeah. Um, but she acts almost like some kind of banshee and creeps around the house dressed in a black veil uh, over her face, a black lacy dress, and she is creepy as shit. Squeezing the blood out of birds. Oh, weird. Just weird stuff, man. Um, the parents are talking about her. They keep her locked in a room. Graciela. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the mother and father keep going in and out of a certain room. Um, you know, and by the way, uh, can I stop real quick and just and describe Absolutely. her mother? Okay, she's not ugly. No. You know, but she kind of she's looks like a bitch. What oh. I'm saying is, is she kind of looks uh, she's not ugly, but but you could tell at one time she was beautiful. Totally. Yeah. But the 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 wear of year, the wear and tear of years has taken her toll. We're not talking faces of meth. Or anything like that. But no. what we're talking about is stressful life. We've got all this shit going she on. She complains too much. She's screaming and yelling and got scabagaduchi. But she's a woman. She's a woman, right? the, guy's, the guy's always like, man, just calm it down. <laughs> That's what women do, right? We're going to get rid of the, the <laughs> black the way, cloaked witch. I'm just teasing. Please. I'm just saying. But yeah, that's going on. We got the father and the mother going on. But, you know, they're always coming out of this room. And there's one, the, the, this room Anna wants to check out. And I don't know if she knows what's in it or not. Mm-hmm. But she seems to be drawn to it. Oh, okay? yeah. Okay. Long story short. Uh, especially since, I mean, maybe I'll just mention this right now. Most of this movie is is uh, the narrative is explained through body language and looks and cinematography and music. Not a lot of dialogue. Not a lot of dialogue at all. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, here, here I'm just going to say it right now. We, I mean, we could spoil the shit out of this movie for you people right now. Is there anything to spoil? That well, would be my saying, question. Well, I think that, you know, I mean, we could tell them what's going on, but what I'm saying is is there's no way that we could spoil this movie because I think it's it's the 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 plot is is um described through its artistry and through its cinematography, through the music, through its metaphorical parts and through you know all that kind of I stuff. I can't wait to get to the end of this cuz I would love to I can't wait to know what you <laughs> right. what you thought was happening. Okay. Well, okay, so let's just start off with the first uh, let's finish off this first segment. Okay. Um in the room that Anna wants to check out that the yeah. mother and father are going in and out is Anna's dead grandfather. Yeah. He's sitting there decayed. There's candles around him. Um, the, you know, the, it, it almost seems like there's some kind of weird spell or some kind of voodoo going on, but we don't know. Basically, all we know is that there's this dead, rotting corpse of Anna's grandfather mm-hmm. in this bed. You know, and a- of course, Anna, being a kid, wants to know what the hell's going on. He's not buried. He's not anything. He's just going to lay in this room, hands crossed, and just lay there. There are dead birds in his pocket. He's wearing a tux. He's, you know, they're burning some weird herbs and leaves, you know, in the room. 
Uh, there's a ton of salt under the bed. Can we just say that and right now? And fingernails burning in the sage and all that. Yeah, wild. Did you notice that? I did. It's like fingernails in let, there cooking away. And let it's me like, tell you something. Ugh. I think that this movie was all about symbolism, symbology. Man, you guys are, like I, like I told Lauren, oh. you guys are way smarter than me. Oh. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Um, there's a lot of Christian icon, icon sorry, icon, iconography. Sure. In this room, there's relics, there's salt, there are crucifixes on the wall, all sorts of stuff. In fact, Anna pulls a crucifix on the wall, puts it in the folded hands of her grandfather, of her grandfather's body, but she busts a finger, dude. She wants the uh, old timey watch that he has in his hands. The locket. The locket. She and takes she it from the to- man. Get it out of there, so she pulls a cross off the wall right. and wedges it under one of his fingers and Busts breaks. It. Well, she takes that locket, she opens it, and we get this really breathy, yeah, exactly, this breathy noise. And who knows what it's going on? She clo- She's like, oh, what's going on? Well, yeah. she closes it, looks over to Grandfather, and the old guy's eyes are Eyes are open. What in the holy hell? It's just totally bizarre. And yeah. at that moment, Graziella, though you know, and we're like I said, we're skipping a ton of shit on this. But she runs in and goes after Anna. Anna escapes the struggle. She runs into her parents' room, and oh my gosh, they are having sexual intercourse, making the duty party. It's weird as making shit, the babies, and it's very stylized, man. We got yellow colors going on. We got red. We got green. We got blue going on. Yeah. Um, and we got some cool mirror effects around when it shows Anna to. Sh- I, I assume it's to show her confusion and her horror of what's going on. Um, the weird thing is her parents don't seem to mind. They just kind of keep on humping. And yeah, the mama looks over like, I'm getting bound, good time. But the thing is, is, Anna passes out, but she wakes up in her bed. Yeah. The room is drowned in red. She turns her light on, which is totally blue. The locket is inside her bedside table. She opens up the locket. The wind starts coming from the room where Griselda is. Yeah. It starts blowing into her room. Uh, then some weird shit happens with water. I mean, yeah, wh- I, I, what's going on? You can I mean, hear the drip. Blip, you can hear water blip, drops. Blip. The ceiling is leaking. The salt is coming in. Weird noises. It kind of sounds like sex is being speeded up or, uh, you know, flapping wings of a bird or some kind of shit. Um, you know, we get a lot of other weird kind of visuals. Eyeball in the locket. The locket itself attacks Anna, you know, and, and kind of grabs her ankle grabs and her stuff ankle, as she's trying yeah. to take away. But the dead guy is breathing and sitting up. I like the way he dug his big, long fingernail through to lock the, yeah. you know, open the lock. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think about that? How do you like them taters? You know what's funny? Hmm. Is we don't know what the holy hell is going on. Exactly. And you know yeah. what? It cuts off right there. Stops completely. And it's like, you know what? Go ahead and chew on that, mother effers, because guess what? We're going into part two. Mm-hmm. Right now. Now, part two is a little bit different because that was kind of creepy. I mean, we had the dead grandpa stuff like that. Yeah. Part two, though, okay, is, you know, pretty. Oh, I mean, it was a pretty a big contrast between the first part. Oh, yeah. Anna's grown up a bit. She's probably 15 or 16, but I'm terrible at telling you what age people are. Oh, yeah. But she's still under the rule of her mother. As they leave the mansion, they walk into town for groceries. By the way, this scene is amazing. Um, it was filmed in the French Riviera. 
So it the scenery beautiful. is gorgeous. You see the cliffs. You see the ocean. I love that scene where you would always see that gate, you know, with the snow oh, yeah. pillars. And Absolutely. That, that turn around the house. It's like beautiful. And we get all sorts of camera angles focusing on the wind as they're walking to the, the, the grocery store, yeah. hitting her nubile skin. Yeah. Blowing up her skirt. Blowing up her skirt and on her white panties. you see some panties. Oh. And I would think that's great, except for I don't know if she was of age. So I thought da, it was disgusting. Da, 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 it was cool. gross and disgusting, and I didn't like Did one you see how the mom unbuttoned her shirt there when the Corvette passed what? by? Like, maybe we can get a ride down to town. Well, here's the thing. I mean, this uh, you know, she opened her shirt up. Oh, how oh. about the scene where her mom trips? Oh, and yeah, she kind of yeah. goes, mm-hmm, Yeah, bitch, you take trip. that. <laughs> Dude, I love that look on her face. Basically, like, this, like you were, there's a couple of things going on in this scene. Uh, let me let me just give you the, the long and short of it. They go to the they go to the the you know the the grocery store and whatnot. She's gonna the mom's gonna get her hair done, and here is a young Anna. Yeah. Okay. She's kind of in the middle of a um. She's kind of at that point in life where she's like not yet a woman. But yeah. not exactly a young girl. Sure. And that's the thing. I mean, that, that's what we're talking about here. I mean, we see a lot of, of uh, you know, artistry in the film that kind of um, points out Anna's sensuality. Right. You know, in fact, you know, we get a scene where she's playing soccer with a young boy. You know, she's having fun. And she's just a kid. You know, it's she's, the it's the trade off. Yeah, she's like, running oh, around. I still want to be. Cha- I'll chase the. I'll chase the ball faster than you can. But, but but when the ball stops, she looks up and she sees a biker gang. Yeah, and they're all ifing her, man. Mm. And she's like, you know what? I'm gonna be sensual. You know. And, and so there's that. That whole was thing. kind of sexual. Well, there. It was kind of hot well, because I like the fact that she was walking by him. And she was like, I don't know what the hell's going to happen next. Here's the thing. But I like every minute And I think this was kind of a coming of age part where she's like, oh, my mother, you know, and it all ended up because the mother told her to stay put. But when she ran away, the mother smacked her. And and then it all comes crashing down like, oh, yeah, I'm a child. My mother still owns me. The whole second part was about her coming, kind of her being in that middle part between childhood and womanhood. Sure, and sure. So, and let me tell you something. Can I just stop you? I'm, I'm going to stop me right here, shall I? Stop you. I'm watching this. Well, and I actually got about five minutes into the next scene, which we'll talk about. And I texted you. I'm like, dude, should we do? I'm starting to oh, think yeah, that yeah, we yeah. shouldn't do like, a marriage. Maybe we don't do this. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't think this is a horror or a giallo movie. This is a coming of age movie for this young lady. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. I, the whole, and, I, and I'm, not saying that because the movie wasn't good. It what I'm not saying that because the movie wasn't gripping, but I'm just saying this is a coming of age story. And and you know I watched the the first few minutes of part three and I'm like, well I don't know if this belongs on a horror podcast, right, you know, right. type of thing. And I'm like, oh listen, we got I got to the point where I had a whole nother movie picked out on Netflix that we're gonna yeah, be doing yeah. for this next show. And I'm just like, I don't know. The second part really threw me for a loop. And yeah. I got to be honest with you, but the thing is, is it was gorgeous. It was very artsy. the The cinematography was gorgeous. Uh, maybe a little pretentious, even. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah, absolutely pretentious. I mean, I, I, every 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 frame of that, you're going, this biker gang's gonna totally just go crazy. On sure. Them. 
And then all of a sudden it was just like, no. No, it didn't just happen. Just a slap in the mouth and what are you doing? But the thing is, is even whether it's a good movie or not, I love the fact. I mean, if I'm picking an actress, okay, uh, you know, of Anna, Mm -hmm. early, I love the early segment. Sure. I love the middle segment. Uh I I like the uh, later segment. Sure. I'm taking the middle, Anna. Well, she's hot as shit. When she had that piece of hair that her mom kept going, stop sucking on your hair. I hope she was 18 in this because she. I mean, she looked like a, a European model in this. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. And, totally. and when you're like, oh, she's unique looking. But I love oh, that. I mean, God. I really found that attractive as shit. When sure. She was, when she was just like, oh, I'm standing out there, and here's these motorcycle biker sure. guys. I'm going to walk but dude, by. Let me ask you something. I was loving it. This I whole like, yes. second, this whole second, like, sequence. Yeah. Were you like, well, holy shit, what kind of movie is this? It's long as fuck. I mean, it was long as hell, and and no, it didn't. It didn't really come together in a horror movie. Well, you gotta realize that's when I texted you. I'm like, dude, maybe we should do the Snowtown murders. Right? Maybe we should do something different. Yeah. Because I don't know if this fits, but let's get into part three, okay? Right. We get a flurry of seemingly hot, hairy pictures that seem to be people exploring other people's bodies. It was gross and hot, and I fapped three times. You fapped it? No, I'm lying. Uh, uh, but it turns liar. out that they were just people on a train, you know, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, it was she kind was of rubbing up. Yeah, it was kind of illustrating. Exactly, it was just illustrating how people are in close proximity of one another on the train. Um, Anna has turned into a, an older lady. Well, not older. I mean, she she's grown up. She is a full blown woman, a super skinny bony lady. Yeah, can we just say that right now? Um, she's, it seems to be that she's coming home after what seems like a long time. I mean, she's got her suitcase with her, um, you know, and, and whatnot. And, you know, she ends up going to the house. But before I mention that, she walks up to a throwback greaser looking dude having a smoke at his taxi. Yeah. Um, there's some sexual tension. Can we say that right yeah. now? Uh, in- including when they were driving, you know, they're looking... He's looking back in the mirror at her, mm-hmm. and the wind is flowing through of the opening windows. There's a nipple slip. A whole yeah. tit totally flops out. Yeah. He's, he's like, sitting there, and he's smoking his cigs, and he's got his, oh, leather, yeah. he's got his leather gloves hanging sure. out of his pocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she comes around the corner and goes, hey, you give me a ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't even say that. It's just eyes. Yo, yes. and that's and that's what most of this movie is. They communicate through body language. Get in. <laughs> then he puts his gloves on and says, "Let's go." Well, well, first of all, finishes, without words, he finishes the smoke. Yeah. Before he'll give her the 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 pleasure of getting in his truck, and she's got her suitcase with her. Anyway, they go to her her old mansion house. Yeah. And like I said, it seems like she's been gone for a long time. Um, she gets dropped off at her house, and she's walking up to it. Did you know? Did you notice that there was a tree with semen all over it? By the way, weird. I did see that. She got some on her hand yeah, or something, and it was kind of weird. It's I don't like, really know what the hell that was all about. Semen tree. I if, I assume that was some Alice kind of James metaphor. Probably had a song called that. Or semen something. tree. Uh, she gets to her house, and it looks like it's abandoned in yeah. disarray, man. Um, she's, it's almost as if she's coming home after her parents have died or something like that, but we don't know. 
Yeah. You don't know what the hell's going on. They never explain anything like that. Um, the problem is, is when she wants to go take a bath, the water, you know, she, first of all, she set up this bathroom with tons of candles. Yeah, a lot gorgeous. of candles. She's got them around the top, and as you do. She, well, you know, for a sensual night, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go ahead and flick your bean with a comb, if I had, if I had the fucking patience, sure, to light up a bunch, I would totally go for a hot bubble bath <laughs> with candles. But I'm too lazy. Well, of course just, you are. Plus, you can't flick your bean with a comb. Can I just say that? Yeah. Because that's what happens. But when she goes to take a bath, she turns on the water, and guess what? No water comes out of the spigot. Yeah. But you know what? That's no big deal. Because all she has to do is flick her bean with a comb. Yeah. And it fills up with water. And now, you hear the, the, the little click of the, the comb <laughs> thistles. <laughs> do they it's, call them thistles? I don't know. Sure, they do. All I'm saying is, is it's bizarre because there's no water that comes out of the, the thing. But you know what? The, right. the tub fills up. It almost seems like... I thought I thought that was like wet juice I, at first, and I then did. it was like whoa. I thought, it, it but it was a lot coming. of freaking wet juice, dude. Yeah. It was a ton of wet juice, and I thought it was urine at the time. I'm like, oh, that's pretty clear urine. I mean, holy shit! Oh, I was thinking it was wet juice all the way, but I was like, that's a lot of wet juice. <laughs> well, and she she ends up, you know, it fills up the tub. It must have been warm because she seemed comfortable in there. Yeah. <clears throat> but which you know what she? <sighs> it's funny too because she actually has like this dream. That some person with black leather jacket and black gloves is drowning her in it. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something. Well, and she actually wakes up, and we find out that there's no wet juice. And, you know, she gets out of the tub, and she's totally dry. She just wanted to flick her bean, as you do. I get it, okay? No big deal. Sure. But the thing is, is I'm thinking to myself, you know what? There was some weird water in the first scene. Or, sorry, in the first sequence. And there's a lot of water going on here. And she checked her, you know, even her, like, uh, prepubescent, you know, sure. areas. She kind of checked, you know, in that first thing. Which is going, a little Ooh. freaky. Whoa. But what I'm saying is I wonder if this is some kind of sexual metaphor. Sure. That she's bathing in her sexual pleasure. Sure. And that's, that's what, what I was movie totally was thinking. all about. And, you know, in, the, in, in, in this movie is all about metaphors and symbolism. Like I said. And so I figured that's what's going on. Anyway, she wakes up. She's not wet at all. Well, she the the, the tub isn't filmed. The tub with wet isn't juice. wet. Can we say I don't? I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say that she wasn't wet. Okay, but here's the deal. Um, out of nowhere. Um, well, oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna move on. Out of, you know, this whole thing's going on. She's checking out her homestead. Mm-hmm. You know, from back in the day. She's coming home. But then comes the cat and mouse part, the giallo style. Okay. There's where the giallo style comes in. And it took a long time. I mean, uh, there's pretty intense and suspenseful, aided by the sound design and cinematography. And let me tell you something. Like I said, I mean, this may have not been horror all the way through, but the the way that they expressed themselves, the way that this was shot, Mm. was kept me engaged. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I was watching. I was never bored or anything like that. Um, but for some reason, probably because he's creeping around, the cabbie is on her property hanging out. As she and, and, and basically she starts, she sees a guy who's trying to kill her. She runs out, and as she's fleeing away, they pass the cabbie, but the yeah. cabbie gets freaking owned. I mean, yeah, he is he getting do. slashed. Yeah, he do. He's getting slashed up by a straight razor, a gruesome death, 
Um, and there's, you know, it's very, like you said, it's very stylized. There's even a point where this guy's getting slashed. His lips are getting cut. His face is getting cut. There's a point where the, 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 the cabbie lets a tear out of the side of his eye, but he, but the killer catches it with his straight razor. Jeez, and it's just like, holy shit, that's pretty here. badass right there. And it was pretty gruesome. You know, as I'm sitting through this whole movie and I'm watching that part going oh all the gosh. way to the end. Yeah, dude, I'm with you. And listen, I mean, I don't, I mean, there, there's a whole, what? Well, through what the teeth. <sighs> because you know what? You know what I really liked about this? What? Is that sound of that comb? Oh yeah, and then with the hot. razor in the teeth, those oh, yeah. two things just made me go, "Oh my god!" Hey, well, listen. As far as the rest of the plot is concerned, I mean, I don't want to give anything else away, but um, even though if we told you everything from start to finish. Um, it wouldn't spoil this movie because it's all about presentation. It's all about metaphor. It's all about trying to interpret what's going on. Sure. But what did you think about it, man? I, man, I, you know, you guys are way more talented on the uh, <laughs> giallos and oh, yeah. everything well, they're great. They're more great than stuff. more than I am. Okay. I have to say this was a high rent. Oh, really? We're just dropping that right now. I I just man, this movie is boring as hell. Really, I love the first segment. I liked the scene with her walking past the bikers. Oh yeah, it's disgusting at the very end. <laughs> sure, it is. Sure, but it was just like man, you guys are you guys are you and Lauren especially yeah. are totally gripped onto something that I don't understand. Because it's like, oh, because the giallos that I've seen mm-hmm. are more mystery, you know, sure. like it's sure. this no, was just like, uh, it's like, okay, it's very artsy. There's no dialogue no, for sure. Very little. Every single camera angle that you could ever possibly imagine with color focus, this right, change right, color, right. everything is all in there. It's like, it's 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 so artsy, it's yeah, just like, ugh. Well, let me tell you something. As I'm watching this, I am I felt so uncomfortable for very for a lot of parts of this movie, especially when, when Anna's young. I mean, there was a lot of like, almost like they wanted to sexualize the little girl. So I'm like, oh, sure, sure. Oh, and there, I, I caught A my, lot of that keyhole, yeah. looking through the peephole. Yes. I caught shit, myself yeah. a couple times going, oh, shit, don't do that. Don't do what I think is going to happen. Don't do, and they didn't do it. Yeah. But I kind of had that that tension all the way through sure, the movie. Yeah. You know, and, and as I'm watching this, I it's funny because, like you said, there's very little dialogue, and yet they communicated what was going on very well, very effectively. Absolutely. And so I'm watching this and I'm kind of watching this and in 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 and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. There are questions in my mind, not only of holy shit, what's going on, but oh look what the look what the director did there. Why did he choose to do it that way? Why did he choose to shoot like especially when they're like like the boy and the girl are running in the second segment after the soccer ball? I'm like, well, why did they choose to do it that way? And I'm like, well, probably just to kind of illustrate that they're free and they're young and they're still. See, having, man, you, know, you guys get so fucking wrapped well, up in I that shit that I go, I'm out. I don't mean it's to. like the fifteen angles of her fucking like with her neck going. Oh, 
Oh, with like I'm orgasming. Sure. Now let's show it in purple. Let's show that scene again in red. <laughs> let's show it again in burgundy. Let's show it again in pink. I was let's just show it again. In- that was also, and the thing is, is this had a lot in common with, um, like the you know the more classic giallo type of stuff, or even Italian horror from this time. Would I mean, you say that opera is a giallo? I do. I would. I say, love that. I would say perfect. But, but what I'm saying is, is there's a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily make sense. But you know what? There's a lot of style over substance of this. Style. Over However, substance. I will say something. Is I'm watching, for instance, opera. Okay, there's some shit that just doesn't make sense, and I'm like. Oh well, I'm gonna go ahead and let that go. Why? Why is this? I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I remember thinking, why did the dude go? He was taking a piss, and then all right. of a sudden they come. Why did that happen? Why did it work out like that? The difference between that kind of movie and this movie is, is like, well, we're supposed to kind of look at the metaphor. We're supposed to look at what's going on and what the meaning is. And I'm not gonna tell you that I understood everything. What's going right. on? In fact, most of it was like. Holy shit, what in the holy hell is going so on? So you're supposed to spend half your time watching the movie thinking about maybe this or maybe, maybe that. I'll or tell maybe you what, this. I did that, and as I'm watching this, I'm going, well, uh, th- I think that's what mainly kept me from finding this slow and boring, because I'm like, oh, well, why did they do that? Yeah, What's I enjoyed every minute of it, sure. totally. But uh, but I totally agree with you. I mean I mean there's symbolism is abound abounds in this movie. I mean it's like um, there's from colors representing moods like sex scenes, scary scenes, bleak scenes to the theme of water. I mean what the holy hell is all this water stuff going on? You know mm-hmm. I mean we don't know. But uh, to be honest with you, there was really only one kill, one like brutal kill in this movie. Exactly. Oh yeah. One. And we still don't know exactly what happened. It was great. It was beautiful to watch. But it was visceral. It was disturbing. It was a hell of a murder. But we don't know exactly what's going on. Even at the end, yeah. we don't know what to... I don't. I didn't know what to interpret. I didn't I, even know what he was doing there. Listen, I have interpretations what are you of doing what I think... There? Well, I, feel, I, I think he was creeping around. I have a lot of, a of opinions of what may have been going on. I don't necessarily want to share those because it's like... For somebody to go ahead and watch this, they need to come up with their own stuff. But I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is what's going on, and maybe it fits here. Oh, well, in part three, oh, I see this. Well, maybe because I yeah. saw this in part three, maybe that one part in sequence one meant this mm, type of thing. So I'm just, you know, that's how I'm watching well, this Well, now movie. you're making me want to change my my vote. Well, I don't mean to, man. But this is kind of what it was for me. But so I'm going low rent. All I'm saying is, after all is said and done, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's that because I want to be artsy-fartsy. I mean, you know us and the Corpse cast. We're not going to sit here and say, you know, let's talk. How about are you coming down, good sir? I enjoyed it. I, 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 here's the thing. I bought this movie. Yeah. However, I don't know yeah. if I would... Like, have other people buy this movie. Yeah. To me, I loved it, but it's a really bizarre movie. I, I'm going to go ahead and just give it a buy. Uh, maybe middle-of-the-road buy, but I enjoyed it more than a middle-of-the-road buy as I'm watching this. I enjoyed it more than that, mm. which is only because I feel like it was act. I was actively engaged. It was challenging me through that. Do I sound like a turd when I say... This movie challenged me. I don't mean to. No, but as no, I'm watching, you don't sound this, like a turd. You got. You just sound like. Oh yeah, I see what the director's doing. No, I had no it's idea. Like, I don't give a shit what the director's all doing. I, all I'm saying is, I don't know what he was doing. 
Um, but it, I kind of ca- came up with my own interpretations, right. which is bizarre. And this was, you know, barely a giallo. I, I feel like after, like, like I said, I mean, after we watched the second part and, you know, the first part of the third part, I'm like, I don't know if we should do this movie. It's a good movie. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And it's riveting. I don't know if it belongs on the I'm changing cast. my vote. I'm saying okay. low rent. Oh, well, that's what you said before. Well, right? I said high rent, but now I'm saying oh, low. Oh, okay. Well, that, I just, I, I mean, I like the first segment. Sure. I, I like all the segments okay. of the movie. Okay. They all had something in sure. that I went, wow, that's okay. pretty good. That's cool. But. It was unique as shit, right? It was no dialogue. No. It was, it was. Artsy um, farts. Artsy for sure. fartsy, for sure. And it was every camera angle that you could ever do. You know, now picture that if you're sitting down to watch a movie, uh-huh. no talking, no nothing, right? And uh, you know, let's let's creep you out or sexualize you and make you feel I uncomfortable. Don't know. I I just don't know how you guys come down to. Oh, I see what they were trying to do with that. Well, I don't because- know if that's what he was really trying, but I'm like, here's how I interpret it. But the thing is, is I find it interesting that you said. There was no dialogue, so I didn't know what was going on. And here I am saying there was no dialogue, but you know what? They communicated through camera angles, through body language, through other stuff like and, that. And and mind you, every camera angle you could ever yeah. do. They oh, went, absolutely. Let's try every sure. single camera angle, every click of the color scheme. And I'm not telling you that some people won't find this pretentious yeah. because I saw, oh, it's- especially the second part, I'm like, oh, brother. Yeah, seriously. Well, see, and I, I enjoyed the shit out of the second segment. Well, because, but, it but it's like, not horror. Shh. But it's not horror. It no, was a, it was a coming of age story of Anna, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it because I did. But yeah. what, I just didn't and think I'm it belonged. Way, but it was just like every single thing that we can do in a movie, let's do. And uh, let's work the angles. Let's let's do this. See, uh, I sh- felt sh- like I felt like those were all appropriate, and I guess that's the difference. Yeah. Because there, I don't think there was a lot of um, fluff for fluff's sake with this. Whereas it sounds like you were like, "Hey, let's be experimental." I think try it this was. And, try this. Okay. I, I, and I just changed right here oh, on the show. I changed. <laughs> it was fluff for fluff. All right, I disagree, but you know what? That's the beauty of the show. Low rent. I, you know, I give it a high rent. I uh, or a buy. I give it a buy. I bought this movie. I thought it was good. You're I, giving it a buy. Oh, man. I The thing is, it's hard for me. This is I the guy that just said, hey, maybe we should change the movie. Well, not because it sucked, because right. I didn't know if it if it belonged on the corpse cast, is what I'm saying. Sure. That's why I said maybe we should change it, because after the, during the second part of it, I'm like, I think it belongs. No movie. I think it belongs. It's well, a horror movie. Well, now I do after seeing the whole thing. Oh, it's a horror movie. I agree. There's no doubt about it. Okay, well, I had a doubt after the second part. But <laughs> you you also text me going, oh, it totally redeemed itself. And it did. I did. It was did. Grind, teeth grinding. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. I don't know if I want to watch that. Well, there you go. And so, I mean, I like, I mean, the you read some of the reviews online, and there's some people who hate it there's some people who think it's great and there's some people who are like what in the holy hell i'm kind of somewhere I, in, in the middle what the holy yeah. hell i'm kind of there I'm... well and, and th- you know i and i'm not saying that what i came up with to interpret this was right 
but it worked for me, I guess. Yeah. You know, so there you go. I'm what the holy hell. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Well, and that works. All I'm saying is it's gorgeous. It's shot great. Um, I, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, it's just a, it, it's a it's a hard movie to kind of to pin down. I think. You Maybe know? that makes a good movie. Maybe, and I, it had me going. There's no other movie I've ever seen that was like this. You know, you don't take a Frankenhooker and True. debate it like no, this. No, you don't. You do right? not. Frankenhooker was like, oh my gosh, she was amazing. She had that twitch in her, in her, you know, in the way she was walking around. But like, I can't say. Movie. I mean, I was going, what the hell is going <laughs> on? And I, I never turned away. You know, it's funny. I was going, I'm. I was I the same the- thing, and I never turned away. It was riveting from start to finish. Yeah. It made me feel good. It made me feel bad. It made me feel what in the holy hell. Yeah. It made me feel uncomfortable. I think that's good for a movie. Yeah. You know, there you go. That's all I got to say, really. It's all the. It's, it's hard eight, to score this. It's one. our eight minds. Yes, indeed. Banging on the table and <laughs> show me your bananas. Ooh, you know? Wow, that's hot. All I'm saying is. is it, this is this is probably as is since we started the corpse cast. This is probably the one that was the hardest for me to really come down on a score. With. Yeah, and I loved it. But I don't know if I would recommend it until this afternoon. I was absolutely indifferent. I had no. Yeah, clue. we were out there having a break. You're going. I don't even know where I'm coming down. I, do, on this. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Check it out, people. Find out for yourself. Yeah, but don't take my word for it. Reading Rainbow. Rainbow, Reading (laughs) LeVar Burton. Yeah, that's all we got, though, for this episode, right? Yeah. Question of the episode recap. Johnny T came up with this. What horror movie has never had a sequel, but you think deserves one? It needs one. Bone phone, 385-351-9273. That's 385-351-9273. Do you have anything else for the folks? No. Good. Because with that, we will catch those guys. Later. See ya. How many people do I have?